Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 567-0560 toll-free in Miami-Dade and Broward. No. Or pound 560 on your cell phone. No. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Lead Acquisition, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. And now, it's time for our long-distance dedication. It's from Josie. And he wants to hear tie a yellow ribbon around Hank Goldberg. And you've been to several places for spring training, I know. But I remember I go back a long way to when the Yankees first came down here, and they had trained all those years in St. Petersburg, and what a culture shock it was for them to leave St. Petersburg and come to Fort Lauderdale with it, which at that time was where spring break was happening. You know, in St. Petersburg, you know it was happening there, Will, because you you've been to spring training in that city. There was nothing there, right? Well, I was in Port Charlotte for five years. When when you were with the, did you ever go to St. Petersburg? Nope. For spring training, never did. Nope, nope. Okay. Uh, nine years before that, I was in uh, Arizona. In yeah. Scottsdale. Right with the Giants. Yep. Hey, uh, how is it uh, coming in over to the American League? You looking forward to it? I've uh, been in the American League for five years now. Yeah. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not unfamiliar with it. I'm looking forward to just starting with a, a new team here. Choosing a doctor is difficult enough, but when you practice an alternative lifestyle, it becomes a major challenge. I know when I spread my cheeks for my quarterly physical, I want a physician who will be gentle and take his time probing my, well, you know. So if you want a doctor who is, well, let's say light in the loafers, you need to call 1-800-FISTAMI. I mean, who else will understand your fascination with Judy Garland? Really? Call today. Okay. 1002 at 560 WQ. I'm happy a Tuesday to you. Boy, this overhead sounds really strange today. Every day everything's a little bit different. But I just discovered, since we're now lucky into our second week in these great new studios, which are <laughs> original and best, you know, I mean, it's got new paint, new walls, and everything that's in it is basically a bunch of dreck. Even one of our salespeople is, uh, well, several of our salespeople including the one that's farting in people's faces. How would you like to have a big, fat guy, I don't want to mention rhymes with Jeff High, who, like, farts in people's faces and thinks that it's funny? <laughs> huh? Are you, is, are you, did you make that up just because you no, hate him like no, poison? What, why do you think we all hate him? Everyone hates him. Because he's obnoxious, pally, and shifty, and dangerous. He's perfect. And overbearing. And full of crap. We don't like you, Jeff. Stay away. We can't stand you. We're nauseated by you. But the idea that, uh, I mean, this guy weighs what? Seven, eight hundred pounds easy? The idea that he's farting in people's faces around the building brings back memory of that story you were telling about the uh, tea room episode when we were still out on the second floor, thank God. Woo! Oh, my God. Talk about my cup runneth over with love. Woo! Yeah, it goes in there, and somebody evidently had, you know, stuffed the toilet with uh, with too much toilet paper. And, you know, uh, there it was, uh, over-flooded, uh, just jammed up. Jammed up and jelly tight. Wasn't that the name of the song? And he uh, and somebody, of course, is occupying the other stall. Well, I guess he had to go so bad. When you weigh 900 pounds, you know, when you're full of it, you can't hold it in. What are you going to do? Do. Huh? You're going to do-do. And he did. <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, the good news is I don't have to buy Duff a desk. Oh! Yeah, there you go. 
just like the satellite dish that they got over there in the uh, sports nerds on the other side of the hall there. See, the way it works here is this, is that we got a bunch of pussies around here who won't say anything, not to the big cheese. They won't open up their mouth because they're all afraid for their job. So all the promises are made and nothing happens. Then I go on the air and I embarrass the guy with a bad haircut and the mono, which I sure as hell hope he stays out of here today with his mononucleosis. That's, that's how dumb he is, okay? Our general manager is so stupid, he's got mono and he's walking around in the building yesterday, breathing on people. Exactly what we need, right? No. Is somebody with like a highly infectious, like if he walked in and said, oh, I, you know, my doctor said I got leprosy, but I don't feel that bad, so I came in today, you know. Yeah. Let me reach out and touch someone. Absolutely unbelievable. So, you know, the thing happened with the satellite dish. Remember, I was going to buy it. I was going to pay for it. And then all of a sudden, miraculously, one showed up there, and they stuck that in there. And now the same thing with Duff's desk, which I was going to pay for from our friend Joe Rizzoli at uh, Roth, Office, Roth Supply. Office Supply, which I can never remember. Well, he don't look Jewish to me. And nevertheless, uh, you know, I was going to do that, and Duff is in here this morning, who is a nice guy, but the biggest wimp I've ever met. Maybe that's why. Does it start at the top and like kind of run down to the rest that rubs off? I've never worked with such a bunch of wimpy guys, and this is supposed to be the macho sports station. They're all a bunch of pussies. But like we had to get the water thing in there from our friend. Hey, Culligan, man, we had to get that thing in there because they're terrified to go down a hall to the water Nazi because she'll bitch him out, you know, because she's so goddamn important. And now the thing is, all of a sudden, oh, yeah, Greg decided he's ordered desk, uh, a desk for Duff. It's on the way, huh? He had ordered a desk for Duff like my name is Elmer Fudd, okay? But now that I've embarrassed him into it again, you know, there's, it's one thing to be cheap. It's another thing to be niggardly. And, Greg, you and your Beasley boys, the guys that uh, sleep in the dumpster overnight, you are the most niggardly people in the history of this business. And I'll give you an example. Now, we have, remember we moved into these uh, great new studios a week ago yesterday, and uh, the deal was, oh, now instead of that one crappy old cart machine that we had downstairs, which worked okay, by the way, finally, after they got rid of that other piece of crap, we had one. And how many carts do we play? Not too many. They're obsolete, pretty much. Now we got a triple-decker. All right. Only problem is... Wait till you hear what it sounds like. How do you like that? And, of course, is it going to stop? Is it going to queue up? No. You'll see. I'm going over here. Listen to that. It sounds like most of the commercials on this station. Like it's coming through 100 pounds of mush. I'm going over here. Oh, oh, oh. And I, so this morning I'm sitting here fiddling with these things, wondering what the hell is going on, because I had some old jingles I was going to play, and I realized these carts are old, so I thought maybe it was the cart. Then I'd try another cart, and it also sounds like crap. That dragnet thing's going to run through, by the way. It's still running. Of course, it's not about a two-and-a-half-minute cart. It's an old Roger Magdalene thing. And by the way, Henry Barrow and Roger are off oh! on Waxy. i got a Waxy spy report. Mm-hmm. See, how do you like that? See that? Yeah, it won't. Well, is it going to stop? No. no that would run forever. <laughs> good timing, though. Yeah, it was good. I'll give you a better one. I'll give you a real good one, okay? In fact, we can just put this in here and let it run all day. Shut up, God damn it. Yeah, in cart machine number two. And it'll, it'll just, he'll just... Shut up, God damn it. It'll just go like an endless loop all day. Mad Dog going... All right. Come on. One more time for the West Coast. Come on, Jim. Mad Dog. One more time. Shut up, God damn it. Thank you. So there isn't one of these. Remember you said two out of the three work? All I can say is wrong. None of them work. So this morning I look in the machines, 
where you stick the carts in, and I look at the heads. The heads are all scratched up and worn out. <clears throat> this, you know something? They must have found this cart deck in the same dumpster that they sleep in, the Beasleys. I, in my lifetime, I've never, I've worked in about uh, six million radio stations over the last 2,000 years. I've never seen a cart deck or a cart machine that had heads that were so, it, it's like somebody took a goddamn uh, sledgehammer. Like OJ, you know, couldn't find anybody else to slice, so he just uh, took his wrath and anger out on the heads on his cart machine. He's used to slicing up heads, so he figured, why the hell not? I mean, if you looked at these, you'd like, uh, <laughs> puke. And if you think I'm exaggerating about how cheap this outfit is, then we get a bill this morning from DirecTV. This is, this is the best. And it wouldn't bother me except that it's in my name, although it's in your Rogers, which there ain't no such real person, but nevertheless. Past due notice. How do you like the way it's in big, big letters, past due from DirecTV? We got our own satellite dish. We got our own TV. We got our own VCR inside the TV, thanks to Jeff Cohen, and thanks to our friends at Digital World Satellite. Digital World Satellite. That's for them. We love them. But we got, uh, you know, we, so what, what do we get? What do we pay for? We pay for basic. The bare okay? minimum. The bare minimum. And that's what they're paying. Do we have like the extra sports packages? No. Do we have like any option packages on? No. Any movie things? No. No, nothing. Just a bare, basic, bare bones deal you get. So here's a bill from DirecTV due immediately, past due, $82.90. Your account is past due, please send payment to me, uh, mailed to us, which they're supposed to be paying in the back there. Do they pay their bills in this joint? No. No. And it's just amazing. It's niggardly. That guy up there in uh, D.C., when that episode happened a few weeks ago, he must have been thinking about this place because it's one thing to be cheap. Everybody out there knows people who are cheap. These people are way beyond cheap. These people are cheap to the point of absurdity, of being obnoxiously cheap. And they're not even, you know, the, all the old stereotypes. Here's a goy that's uh, this cheap, okay? The Beasleys, they're all goyim. All I can say to that is, Oi! Ten minutes after ten at your cheap station, 560 QAM. By the way, really enjoyed Hank out there at that ball game yesterday. That was uh, <laughs> quite an experience. Okay. Toby, I fucked him up! <laughs> Goodbye, Phil Hartman. When did you win? And you were a real good guy that had so much more to give. But you married a psychotic bitch. Her trigger finger got an itch But the good news is that she blew herself away Cause everybody knows that in L.A. They let murderers walk every day And now the laughter has died Thanks to your psycho bitch wife Who had a stupid name like Riz and news radio was a lame show except that you were there and some characters from the city that lost their voice not for that bitch your life would have lasted long but she left you no choice goodbye Troy McClure that you may know from such Films as I married an ex-murderer, Bob has a gun. And honey, I just blew your head off. Now Lionel Hutt can't get Bryn off. Shut up, goddammit. He said anyway, I'm 
Saturday night I've fallen further in decay Since that's the reason you left anyway And it's just that you died Cause of your psychotic wife With that stupid thing like grin And the symptoms will never be the same again No And as those like your test and preacher thoughts are right It's a good thing she's dead Cause now they can't defend that bitch you had for a while See ya Phil 1017 at 560 WQAM Happy Tuesday to you Oh I got a whole new outlook on life today By the way on my home scale this morning I hate this scale by the way you know what the problem is? Cause, no, seriously, when I take my vitamins and my medication, all my crap in the morning, I drink a lot of water. Well, of course, if you're like fat all your life, you learn the little tricks of the trade. You don't get on the scale after you've imbibed anything. You understand what I'm saying? You pee your brains out. Then you get on the scale and you say, yeah, 199 on the real scale, not the make-believe scale this morning, but on the real, because I have two side by side, depending on which mood I'm in. And lately, I haven't been in the mood for the real scale. 199 on the real scale. That's the first time I've slipped under 200 in a long, long, long time. And all you sales assholes out there, don't be bringing any food in here, okay? Under penalty of Phil Hartman, the disease. Getting sick and tired of making myself sick and tired from a bunch of sales holes that want to keep uh, force feeding. And I love my friends at Ben and Jerry's, but stay the hell away. I want to say hi to uh, Deborah and my good buddy Frankie over there at Publix. You know, it's embarrassing. I go to Publix last night to pick up a few things, and I'm online there. Why is it in Florida we say online? Is that a, a Jew thing, online? Uh-huh. Anyway, so I'm standing in line, and uh, there are, like, some other people in front of me who are also listeners of mine. They nod and hear, you know, whatever. And uh, the girl, Deborah was her name, I made special notice. I said, I'm going to mention you on the air tomorrow, Deborah. You're a nice young girl, but uh, pa, 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 pa. Oh, yeah, where do I know you from? And in the meantime, these other people have got their groceries going, and she's, like, not paying an awful lot of attention to cashing them out, and I'm starting to feel, like, guilty. Like, stop talking to me, Deborah. And I'm saying, like, some inane things to her, like, whammy sucks, and I was embarrassed to be on there, and I'm on the radio. About, uh, well, what? And I said, you don't listen to AM, do you? See, girls especially, women in general, but young women, don't listen to AM radio. No. In fact, most people don't listen to AM radio. No. Nobody with a brain listens to AM radio. No. Except to this show. And why did they send Hank up there yesterday to that ball game? He had to schlep all the way up there to Vieira, which is uh, somewhere in Yenemsfeld. And they send him up there, and there's a ball game, a Marlin game on in a background that nobody cares about. And every now and then you hear, you know, and I realize the final score was like 199 or something like that, but nobody cares. And every now and then Hank would say, Oh, gee, just uh, fumble the ball in center field. That's going to be a two-base area. And then we'd go back to whatever he was uh, talking about. I mean, what's the, what's the point? Why do they go through? There is more make work, make busy kind of stuff. You know what I'm talking about? That goes on here. And, of course, the more of that crap you do, the more likelihood that you're going to have all kinds of technical disasters and dead air and people getting cut off in the middle of a show, which we have on a regular basis here, because they're always trying to do stuff that really, for the most part, isn't necessary. All of these things. That's right. I mean, they have enough trouble just putting a cart machine in here that works. <laughs> Ooh, now, that one didn't sound too bad, did it? No, not too good. Well, that's the will run through anyway. That's got no luck. Oh, God. 
So anyway, Deborah, and uh, you know, she's going on and on, and then, of course, she finally says, well, you know, I listen to FM, I listen to Howard Stern. And my buddy Frankie, who came rushing over, of course, because he wanted to, uh, you know, ingratiate himself. You're a good guy, Frankie. Do something about those zits. But, uh, and take my groceries out for me. Uh, he got like kind of a sour look on his face when she, you know, like, Deborah, I'm not really interested, okay, in Howard Sperm. I'm not interested. She, she, she had seen me evidently on Whammy somewhere along the line and made such a big to do about it. And these poor other people, I'm thinking, just cash them out, put their uh, stuff, you know, get this stuff and get them out of here. And stop making them feel, because I'm the one that looks like the asshole because uh, she's making a big song at the end about me. By the way, speaking of Publix last night, I found a great product. And, you know, you people out there in the audience, talk about letting us down. Now, I realized that, listening to Hank yesterday, when Hank starts begging for calls, is there anybody interested in anything he's going on? Then I know it's just uh, the audience has died, and we'll have to wait for a rebirth someday if it ever happens. I sat here for an hour this morning. I saw two lines light up on the air for the morning guys. So the phone is dead. You know, we got one on there now. They can wait or not. I don't care. But but you've let us down because, first of all, if you're going to try to lose weight on the Yankins, every time somebody finds a great product that's got almost no carbs, we ought to be hearing about it. The most important thing I should have heard about is the MTV summer break thing. They were talking about it on the uh, morning show this morning. I'm driving in, and they were talking about summer break on MTV. Nobody told me anything about that until now. So now this morning I'm sitting here, and I'm channel surfing all over the goddamn place. Is it on today? No. I don't see it. Spring break. I say summer break. Spring break. On MTV, where there are all these basically naked young college students running around, and in some cases, actually naked with like uh, shaving shaving cream on, right? Or they checkerboard out the. Uh, yeah, but I hear in some of the uh, scenes they were like actually uh, running around, like uh, basically naked as a jib, with a little shaving cream on their uh, whatever parts, huh? Now, of all people in the world that want to see that, do I want to see that? Yeah, F and A, baby. No spy reports on that. But I found a great product at Publix yesterday. For those people who are like uh, on the Atkins or any, or any of those diets, uh, carton carbohydrates, which makes all the sense in the world. Don't be counting no fat grams or calories because that's a bunch of <laughs> bull crap. T. Marzetti's salad dressings. That's the name of it. There's a whole line of Now, I don't know how many carbs are in the other ones because I like blue cheese myself. T. Marzetti's chunky blue cheese. It is so delicious, you'll just, you'll have, you'll be crawling from it. Two tablespoons, one gram of carbohydrate. Two tablespoons, one gram. How do you like that? And it is great. It is unbelievable. It's not watery. Like, there's some other ones that are, like, uh, almost no, uh, well, this has almost none. But it's, like, got real big chunks of blue cheese in there. It's delicious. For those of you who like big chunks, man, is that good stuff. T. Marzetti's. Chunky blue cheese salad dressing. I, you know, and I, I will admit, I actually stuck my finger in the thing and ate a little bit out of it. Not not in the store at home. I'm not one of those slobs that eat stuff uh, in the store, which you all see that all the time, by the way. Well, you've never seen that? Oh, yeah. Trailer trash. Sure. Trailer trash. They open stuff up, and their kids are eating stuff, you know, and they got the empty candy wrappers, if they're honest, which usually they're not. They got the empty candy wrappers in the uh, shopping cart, and they just stick those on the counter with the other groceries with their KY jelly and whatever else they got. Speaking of KY jelly, by the way, and I'm, you know, this is another one of these things that just makes my blood boil. I'm so sick and tired of hearing this, and I'm sick and tired of people who admire scumbags. And this radio station, by the way, is basically 20 hours a day, a scumbag ass-looking station. And by the way, Joe DiMaggio was an asshole. 
Are you aware of the fact? I thought somebody made that up, you know, right there when he died a couple weeks ago, that business about after he retired, every event, every ball game, every event that he ever went to, when they announced, you know, a bunch of uh, celebrities, the mayor, this uh, former player, he insisted that he had to be announced last and he had to be announced as the greatest living baseball player in history, the greatest living baseball. Huh? That, that was part of the deal or he wouldn't show up. And he was supposed to be humble, Joe. He had an ego bigger than his... Uh, that's what Marilyn said. That's why she never had the big O oh! with Joe, the big O with Joe. I'm telling you. You remember that thing I read on the air the other day? It must have been Newsweek. It must have been true, right? So he was, uh, in a way, kind of an asshole. I'm not putting him in a league with these other people. I don't think he ran around uh, impregnating women. All Of course, he was an Italian guy. Well, it must be a cultural thing. Huh? Because now the new deal is that Gary Sheffield is accused, it's alleged, to be a daddy again. And I'm reading the article here about this Miramar woman, Wandra Carey, a languages teacher in Miami-Dade Elementary School, has filed a paternity suit against the multimillionaire ball player, Gary uh, Sheffield. He's an asshole. We know that. The 38-year-old Carey alleges that she and Sheffield, 31, had an affair last spring. They broke up when she got pregnant, Carey claims, just before Sheff was traded to the Dodgers. And it goes on about this and about that, and he don't want to care about her, and you don't care about the kid, and you don't want to support it. He's thought to have made, by the way, $17.5 million last year. Carrie makes $2,862.16 a month. Process servers handed Sheffield the lawsuit when the Dodgers played the Orioles at Fort Lauderdale Stadium on the March 8th. He has until this weekend to respond. And I'm reading this stuff, and of course it's kind of like her word against his until you get to the last paragraph of Jose Lambie, the South Florida insider, his column in the Sun Sentinel. Then when you get to this, you start believing her word because it says, if Garrett is Chef's kid, Chef. I love the way we have to, you know, Chef, because he's a jock. Like, you know, Steve uh, Shapiro, Shappy. Hey, Shappy, how you doing, Shappy? They all got, you know, it's another fag thing, you know. Slap each other on the old... Uh, Rectum. Yeah, and hold hands. If Garrett is Chef's kid, he would be Chef's fourth child with four different women. Oh! Trying to catch up to that Evander Holy Moly feed. Oh! Yeah, baby. None of whom he's married to. Oh! Let's hear it for Gary F. and Sheffield. Oh! He's spreading the seed, baby. Oh! He's planting it. Squirt, 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 squirt. It's a cultural thing. Huh? That's our poll question today is, how come so many Schwarzers are making babies that uh, they're not married to the mother? Huh? Which is only half a word in Detroit. Mother. That's our poll question. I'm serious. I'm sick and tired of it, man. I'm sick and tired of people making millions of dollars for being scumbags, whether it's Mike Tyson, who, by the way, has got to spend at least another month in jail. Oh! Thank God for that. Tired of it. And I'm tired of you assholes out there who uh, suck up and pay money to subsidize this uh, crap. In fact, what we ought to have, have them start doing is sending money to all these mothers. Instead of sending the money on a pay-per-view for those bogus fights, like with Holyfield, that bogus fight that he was in, send the money to all these uh, mothers that are trying to support these kids with no daddy running around. You're a bastard. Come on, everybody. Yo, look here, man. We gonna play a game. Say what? We be flipping spits around. Oh, 
Thing, baby, that's where it is. Just plant that seed and uh, don't take care of me. Seriously, how, how can you admire? How can you uh, respect scum? I mean, we're talking to scum of the earth. You know, you, it's like putting a pig in a mink coat. That's what it reminds me of. It's still a pig. And all the excuses that people make. You know, here's somebody that's making $17 million last year and he's running around making babies, okay? Oh, but it's a cultural thing, you know? Right. I want to hear one goddamn excuse from somebody in this audience of all this irresponsibility. Maybe they all want to be on a Jerry Springer show. Uh-huh. Maybe that's what it's all about. Not just trailer trash. We got more goddamn trash running around here. No wonder we got all them dumpsters popping up everywhere. Everywhere you look, there's another big goddamn du- uh, dumpster. And usually you see one of the Beasley's head crawling over the top. So anyway, I'm uh, a little spy report on Waxy this morning. Did I hear Henry Bear? Oh. No. Or Roger Mag- uh, Maggot? No, I didn't hear either one of them. Because I guess Henry Barrow has just retired. In spite of those big numbers that they had on there, that Mark Benson was telling us about, maybe that's what put them over the edge, you know, when I read those numbers on the air last Friday. Said, oh, I guess we got nobody listening. Kind of us, like us here on QAM. So they got a kid, and I do mean kid. They must have got this kid, like, out of uh, elementary school somewhere, you know, radio wannabe. Oh, those of us who wanted to be in this business when we were kids, we used to sit and, you know, uh, uh, announce ball games on watching the TV, and we'd sit and read the uh, news out of the newspaper, you know, like we were newscasters. And that's what Jose was doing this morning, pretending to be a newscaster. He made Lenny Martez sound like Walter Cronkite. Seriously. He made Geldy sound like Westbrook Van Voorhees, like Edward R. Murrow. That's what he made Geldy sound like. And then he start, he's uh, going on, and he, I mean, bumbling and fumbling, he can't get five words straight, and he goes on about the the American dollar was uh, strung against the euro, up against the euro yesterday, but down against the Japanese yen. And when he said Japanese yen, I just about dropped a load in my pants, in my pantalones. The Japanese yen. I had a yen that just put my fist right through that speaker, you know. But hey, it's waxy, baby. They got some nice jingles on there, though. That's why we, that's why I was jingle oriented this morning because I thought, well, I heard some. They got some old, which are the original waxy jingles, I guess, from the old uh, waxy FM. Does anybody remember that those days? No. No, when uh, Ricky Ticky was on air and the Budell. Remember waxy? The when it was an old one, it's like on FM and like a real radio station. See, that's criminal. They should never allow that to be done. I'm not saying that was a great station, but it was a pretty good station. They played pretty good music, in spite of Rick Sean at the stale, ugly, uh, smelly cap. And then they, they let them take those letters and put it on the AM station as Jefferson Pilot, which is the, the worst piece of garbage. And by the way, speaking of bad stuff, because I'm desperate in the morning. and I got my beautiful new car, by the way. Wait till you see that. huh? By the way, Greg Nelson is God at Lou Backroad. There is the, you know, I'm always talking about how most salespeople are assholes. There is a sales guy they should make an award to. He's a great guy. I was there like 35 minutes yesterday. Bingo, bada beep, bada boop, sign this. Here you go. Here's the keys. Have a nice life. What a great guy. 
at Lou Backroad Chevrolet up in Pompano Beach. Greg Nelson for president. Oh! Good guy. What was I just saying before I interrupted myself? See, I got desperate so much. Desperate in the morning. I am desperate in the morning and desperate at night and desperate in the afternoon. No, seriously. I mean, there's just nothing to listen to. And am I, am I going to listen to these guys? I mean, they're good guys, uh, at least two of them anyway in our morning show. Am I going to listen to that? No. Of course not. Not interested in hearing about how Robbie Niedermeyer is banging Nikki and this one. I don't care. It's old news, okay? It's boring. I want to see. Even Greg Reed just came in here with his mononucleosis breathing on me to tell me that he saw Sunday the thing on MTV on spring break and the guys with their uh, schlongs, uh, you know, swinging in a breeze with the uh, sh- uh, shaving cream on it. Huh? Well, I mean, those things, when you're naked, they don't just stay, like, uh, stationary unless you've got them like, like a tie-down. Like a horse, you have a tie-down. Unless you've got them, like, uh, strapped to your uh, thigh, they, like, kind of tend to flop around a little bit with your movement, you know, if they're big enough. Mine, you'd never notice. It's kind of like stationary, like a, like a button mushroom. But, uh, I mean, you know, and evidently we're talking college kids, you know what I'm saying? Right up my territory. Right in my, uh, yeah. And then he's, uh, Depot made some comment. I, I did uh, hear that part. That, that's what I heard. That's why I got desperate. About uh, some some retard who was sitting in the audience at MTV, fifty year old guy. What's wrong with that? What fifty year old guys don't want to see a bunch of naked college students, female, male, maybe both, uh, whatever. Maybe maybe a d- dead fifty year old guy. And how old are you too, by the way, Defoe? What what were you watching for? You old pervert. So I missed out on that. I'm really pissed off about. It. I'm foaming at the mouth. <laughs> I, you know what? I, well, Greg, I, I missed my chance, although we, uh, it was during the break. When Greg Reed was in here, I should have put that in queue and played that. Said, here you go, Greg. And by the way, we handed him the uh, the direct TV bill. I said, hey, tell your redneck uh, partners to pay their bills, asshole. Seriously. And, you know, now i got to see, now i got to go out. I don't have to go to Ruth Chris with Greg Reed for dinner because he's got mono. I'm not going to say, can you imagine sitting at a table with uh, a whole family of people that's got mono? Imagine that. No. No. But Rimmer's taking us this weekend. And guess who's paying? I know. <laughs> you don't believe it. Rimmer is paying for dinner this weekend. Oh, 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 oh. That's what he says. Told me that yesterday. Mark this down in your book. All you Panther people, everybody connected with the organization, Rimmer promises to pay for dinner at Roots Chris this weekend. Oh. Now, see, probably what he did was he called the manager, that nice lady that loves me, and said, Oh, it's a surprise for Neil Rogers. I'm bringing Neil Rogers this weekend. You know, remember Neil Rogers, you know? Waiting for them to bring another one of those cards to the table that says, Oh, it's always wonderful to have you. Please accept this meal. I want to make sure they don't bring one of those cards this weekend. I want Rimmer digging deep down into his pocket for all those stale, musty credit cards that haven't come out in, in years. Can you imagine what those things must have smelled like? They stunk. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard of things being in mothballs. Jesus, God almighty. 21 before 11 at 560 WQAM. Maybe I'll even get a fax from Dr. Mark today. You know, I had a message on my machine yesterday from him. I was too busy getting my new car. I don't give a shit anymore. We're looking at 10 inches. Oh, right. <laughs> you call that a penis? Now he's going to court here in England. 
And the jury will give him a chance But the only thing hung in this courtroom Is the evidence inside the stand <laughs> Is he built like the average Caucasian? No Does he stand up real close in the can? Or like the African persuasion? Does he jump to all four feeling fans? Ten forty-five to five sixty. How long is Mike Tyson's sentence? That's all we want to know. Oh. Throw him in there and stuff. Throw away the goddamn key, okay? And save all these idiots out there, these morons. They're fifty or sixty or seventy bucks that they keep paying for their fight of the month, their uh, fixed fights, bum of the month club. And by the way, speaking of Evander, holy moly, I'm the father of the country. I thought George Washington was the father of our country. Come to find out, it's guys with much darker complexions than George Washington. Evander Holy Field and Gary Sheffield, they're the fathers of our country. Investigators say a million dollars bet on Holyfield before the fight. And by the way, that bitch, uh, that judge, oh, she couldn't see nothing. <laughs> yeah, she had an obstructed view seat. She couldn't see nothing. That's why she screwed it all up. A late flood of money, perhaps more than a million dollars, was bet on Evander Holy Molyfield, uh, the father of our country, just before he stepped into the ring with Lennox Lewis in another a phony fight, drawing the attention of investigators. The Nevada Gaming Control Board confirmed Monday that it's looking into the bets made at a number of Las Vegas sports books in the hours before the March 13th fight at Madison Square Garden. Almost all of the money ended up being refunded to bettors when the fight was ruled a draw. The probe by gambling regulators comes on top of investigations by Manhattan Grand Jury, a state Senate committee, and the New York State Athletic Commission. There you go. But you schmucks out there keep spending your hard-earned money so you can get sucked in again. You complain about, oh, gee, we was robbed. It was, yeah. What a surprise, huh? You know, it's like ordering a steak at Denny's. Oh, gee, it sure wasn't what I expected. What do you think of people that go to Denny's in order to stay? You know, it's like it's like people that go into 7-Eleven to do their shopping. Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever been to a convenience store? It doesn't. I don't see it very often, but once in a while, you'll go into a convenience store and get a soda or, you know, whatever, candy bar, pack of faggots, and you go in there and you're standing at the counter and the person in front of you is shopping in a convenience store where everything is like at least 50% more than it is in a supermarket. Now, that is a cultural thing. Here's uh, Kendall. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Have you gotten a chance to uh, read David J. Neal's article this morning in the Herald? About what? Oh, about the Panthers' playoff chances? No. The guy writes a huge article. It takes about half the page. Uh. And not once does he put the word Carolina in there. Mm-hmm. They have a better chance right now of catching Carolina than Washington. a good chance. Carolina's, Carolina's tanking, the just club. like my Leafs are doing. They got uh, pounded last night by St. Louis. And uh, they're only five points out of the Panthers. Miraculously, that's what people ought to be talking about, is the Panthers. Actually, if Burry ever gets his ass back, uh, uh, they could wind up for the third seed by winning the division. They got two games in hand on Carolina. Right, they that's right. And Carolina's both. falling like a tumbling rock. Exactly. And David J. Neal, not once. Well, what do you expect? Not once. In fact, the only thing Carolina. I did see, I, you know, I, I glanced in there to see if, like, any uh, trades, because today's the trading deadline, by the way. Are we going to get any information about that here? No. About the last-minute trades? Not Three o'clock is the trading deadline. In fact, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned I'm going to turn on the ESPN News. Yeah, today's going to be a huge day. Yeah, it is, because there'll be 8 million trades. Uh-huh, the Islanders, everyone on their team's gone, Capitals, 
Right. Tampa. Caps are out. They're out of the playoffs. What do you think we'll do? What do I think we'll do? Yeah. Nothing. Well, maybe it may, now they're saying maybe we'll get Boris Miranov from Chicago. Yeah, wanted, I saw that. wanted to make the deal with Edmonton. Let's get Boris Miranov, baby. Oh. He's a real defenseman. He's a good defenseman. He's a good offensive defenseman. There's somebody we could really use on this team. That's very true. Right. But I mean, everyone's still talking about, oh, we can't catch Boston. Who cares? I mean, Boston's on a roll. They yeah. know that they that. Well, right now, I mean, obviously, if you had your choice, you'd rather uh, catch Caroline win oh, the division because exactly. then you got home advantage. You're number three seed. Exactly. So. I, I don't know what standings uh, David J. Neal's looking yeah, at. Well, you're you know, he's too busy uh, worrying about his uniform. Have a great day, pal. Hockey call. How do you like that? You like that? No. Remember, it's taking us to dinner this weekend, by the way. Be sure and tell the whole team. They'll laugh. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. We're talking today about people that make illegitimate babies by a whole bunch of different women. Does anybody care about that? No. Is it a cultural thing? No. Huh? Is that what it is? Is that the excuse that we have all these goofballs that are making? And, and here's the best part. I can understand, you know, some schmuck, some piece of crap, some uneducated, well, sorry, some idiotic uh, piece of garbage who's making like, uh, who maybe doesn't even have a job, who just, uh, you know, a horny bastard running around uh, screwing everything with a dress on, and he just, you know, leaving town and going, uh, a drifter, a floater. But guys that have got money, guys that are multimillionaires, the Evander Holy Moly Fields and Gary Sheffields of this world, that are running around impregnating women, like this is some kind of a cultural thing? Like we're supposed to be, produ be reproducing like cockroaches? Here's a mobile in Deerfield Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. Um, I want to just uh, change, uh, <clears throat> change shifts a little what, bit. What do you mean by that? Well, I want to just... Uh, I've been talking about very important stuff here for 15 minutes. See, this this goes right in line with what I'm talking about. I'm doing a show here. Now, what what do you want to talk about? Okay, I just want to um, mention something in reference to... You I know, got you this other guy. I mean, he's a good guy, but nobody cares about hockey in this town. They don't know anything about... Uh, they don't know Boris Miranoff or Boris Karloff. Hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, by the way, From congratulations, Christich. congratulations on your new car. Thanks. What, what type of car did you get? What do you mean, what type of car did I get? Well, what type of car did you buy? What do you think I bought? A vet? Of course. Oh, good. So you see a new one. Right. Okay, now what, what did you want to talk about? I'll see if this okay, is okay. Let me, uh, all right, let me ask. This whole thing with the phone this week. On this, uh, this is the week that the phone just died on QAM. On every show, every year, from pillar to post. Really? And I think you may be adding another, but we'll see. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Go ahead. Okay. Um, basically, you know, when you purchase a new car, they give you, you know, all the information as far as warranties, everything else, and they suggest that you do regular maintenance on it. Yeah. Now, I purchased a car about probably about a year and a half ago. Yeah. I purchased a, a Hyundai and a what? Um, a Hyundai. Why did you do that? I don't know why I did that. Out I did of your it mind? I guess I must. That, that's anyway. a baby car. That's a car for children for like ten year old kids. Yeah, that's I know, like a but, that's like a, a learner's car. I hear you. I hear you. But like that was a all teething car. I hear you. But anyway, my, my my point is this: is you know how they tell you that you need to do regular maintenance, or like come in for like a twenty thousand mile check and this check and all this stuff. But the thing is, I'm looking at the prices here, and I'm saying like for for let's say a twenty seven thousand mile uh, check, they check you know your oil, they check your tires, they check your brakes, they take your brake pads. Oh, wait, wait a minute, you tell me you're going to go twenty seven thousand miles before we get the oil changed? No, 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 no. My 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 point is this. What is your point? My point is that when you see the prices that 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 they charge. First of all, see, why don't you do it like I do? Don't keep your car twenty thousand miles. Only schleppers do that. Okay, well, my car's nowhere my near car gets, twenty. My car, in fact, this car I just traded in had thirteen thousand miles. I said that's an unlucky number. I'm trading the thing in. Really? That's right. Well, but let me let, let me ask you this: Do you believe that because say they Something turn around a little they, dirty <laughs> uh, when they when they say that you know you need to do regular maintenance on it 
and they want you to come back and bring it in. I mean, these maintenance checks that they do cost you anywhere from $200 and higher. $200 to do what? To do, to so why don't like you get the extended? Every every dealer has got some kind of a, for a few bucks, uh, and it almost makes no difference in your payment. Everybody they stick it right in your payment. Uh, for a few extra bucks, they do the extended uh, maintenance thing, and you go in, and all of that stuff is free. Why don't you do that? Yeah, well, I mean, I took, the, I didn't take any. I should have done that. Normally, that's what I'm, you should have done. So get rid of that piece of crap and go get a real car and do it the right way. That's my advice to you, sir. Take it from a guy that knows, from a guy that buys a new car every few months when he's in the right mood, like yesterday. Let me say it again. Greg Nelson, there's a good guy. See, if, if I meet somebody in this town that knows what they're doing, that's a good person, that treats you right, I'll be the first one to come on here and say it. I can't help it that we have a lot of incompetent assholes around here, mostly in this business, by the way, but not exclusively. And by the way, don't uh, buy this book. If you already did, I apologize. I'm not going to give you a refund. This three-month fever book by Gary Indiana. With the, I'm finished now. First two-thirds of the book, very well written, brilliantly written. There's a lot of really funny stuff, very provocative stuff. Great, okay? The last third of the book, it's kind of like uh, that Dusty Springfield record. You know, remember I said they held a gun to her head and the uh, or the band leader? And you got like with a stopwatch. You got to finish before your uh, two minutes comes up or, you know. And so the song is like about a minute and 48. They made sure. they. Re you can hear it during the song. They're speeding up and singing so fast, it's like they're on the helium. Well, they must have done the same with Gary Indiana because... All of a sudden, he starts writing, and of course, once he gets to the part where everybody's just about dead except Cunanan, it's it's all, uh, and even before that part, where they were like in uh, David uh, Madsen's apartment, it's all made up, because there are no witnesses to any of it. So the whole last third of the book, with the exception of a couple of police reports, which are pretty boring, by the way, it's all made up. It's all his uh, imagination. And very poorly, I mean, I've never read a book before where like two-thirds of it was so interesting and so fascinating, and so I really uh, got into it. And then the last third was like, uh, hey, this guy must have just had a brain fart. And I said, okay, I'm done. And 25 bucks for a book like this? 25 bucks for a book that's 250 pages. Don't you think they ought to like have to uh, charge you by the page? That's an awful lot of money for a book that's two-thirds of a book and is only 250 pages. But it does have the nude picture of Kunan and looking just like Sam the Sham. Haven't seen him lately, by the way. Oh! Thank God. Now, if we can just get rid of Greg Reed till he heals up with that mono. Seriously, isn't that irresponsible? If you have mononucleosis, should you be in the office running around no. exposing other people to a highly infectious disease? Which, by the way, makes you really very sick. I had it once before in Kendall many years ago. I, I had moved. Every time I move, I get sick. And I've just gone through a move and schlepping all kinds of stuff around, and I was like, just... uh Dead, dead on my ass. Had mono. Which, by the way, they didn't diagnose in the Baptist hospital down there in Kendall, the hospital where the schmutz was falling out of the ceiling, out of the vents over my head. No, my chiropractor had to come in and say, oh, did you do a mono spot test? They said, oh, no. no, I don't know. And they did that. Guess what? I had mono. Of course, being as macho as I am, I know all about that mono a mono stuff. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Hello. Yes. Speak up, I can barely hear you. I'm sorry. These guys who are have these millions and millions yes. and can't pay. That's that's horrible. Right. They yeah. ought to be in jail. They should. And plus Oprah. In fact, I got a friend that works for child support in the state of Florida. I'm gonna to talk to him about uh, Gary Sheffield and we're gonna nail his ass. Good. Right to the wall. And Oprah also had a show about that. But I'm, I'm not blaming the woman, but some of these women are just having these one-night stands. Yeah. 
and they know these guys. They're just baby making machines. Right. Right. So why would you even? You know, why? Why is it? I mean, I realize you sound like you may be a little dark complected. Yeah, I am. Why is it so much goes on in the uh, black community if there is such a thing? Why is that? Why is it such a, a black thing? I think it's the lower class. Yeah. Because I'm not, but I'm just gonna. Uh, emphasize that it's the lower class. So in other words, even if a guy got seventeen million dollars from one year, he still can be lower class. Yes. Know? Right. Like I said, a pig in a uh, in a mink coat. Yes. Yeah. Excellent point. Okay. God bless you, sweetheart. Okay. Thank God. Thank God. Somebody cared. Somebody responded. Oh. Yeah. Leave it to a nice black lady there to respond to my plea about all this scum. And of course, it's usually it's the it's the guys. The women don't admire any of these guys. It's the guys. It's a guy thing. It's a sports thing. Oh, yeah, he's isn't he great. Like Ed Kaplan comes on his station and says he would pay the price of admission just go out to the ballpark and see Gary Sheffield play baseball. They would, they could pay me $1,000. I would go out if he was playing next door, if he was playing uh, tiddlywinks next door. And I wouldn't go. And that's what I have a great deal of problem with, even though I do like Ed Kaplan, he's a good guy, but maybe he's got a bet on the game, he figures Gary will hit one out of the ballpark and win him the bet. That must be it. Because Eddie couldn't possibly be that dumb that he admires scum and trash like Gary Sheffield, that's running around making babies, impregnating women, and then just kind of like walking away, because he only made $17.5 million last year. Larry, get this. I was just in the men's room, and I had just finished, well, you know, pleasuring myself, so to speak. So I'm cleaning up, and who walks in but Alicia Silverstone, followed by six supermodels. Well, as you can imagine, I was pretty drained, but Alicia tells me they're ready to go, and are looking for a guy man enough to take them all on. So I pop my roll Agra, instantly pop wood, and completely satisfy each one of them. There was no downtime, and I held out until all six of them were completely weak in the knees. <laughs> You want me to believe that Rolagra helped you pop wood that fast? I don't think so. It's 11.03 at 5.60 WQM. Happy Tuesday, too. I got 2.07 on here now. I got ESPN News, the ESPN News channel, so that in case there's any hockey trades with you, I'm sure there'll be loads and loads and loads. Squirt, squirt. Between now and the deadline, 3 o'clock, we'll pass them along to you. Because, I mean, are we going to get any from the uh, sports department? No. Well, let me ask you this, seriously. I mean, we're in this room, in these two rooms, and totally isolated from the rest of what's going on up here on this floor. What is happening, like in, in the control room, is there just a pot open in the other room? There's nobody in there, is there? Correct. No one in there, open pot. Just an open <laughs> pot. So if somebody should come along and go in there and just happen to hit like the wrong thing or like uh, hit their elbow on something, we could like be off the air in a heartbeat. Like that. And, I mean, are, are there people, like, doing stuff? I mean, doing sports? Uh... I think in the talk studio, like, you know, they use that big table to clip out newspapers and stuff. They're clipping out coupons? The update guys and yeah. Hank's producers, you know, do show prep in there and whatnot in the talk studio. In other words, they're uh, they're playing the gin rummy to see who wins the tickets that Sam's giving away, isn't it? Since there's a shortage of working telephones, I'm sure they use their... Their hotline to you know to make dates, yeah, make dates, right? Mm-hmm. But there's people, you know, milling but, around. But what I'm saying is, this, so in other words, if some like the Panthers made a big trade, or the Leafs, or some team that any of us might care about, there, I mean, and if something came over the sports wire, it's unlikely that we would get it. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh huh. Right. We could make arrangements. Well, I got ESPN News right here. I mean, as long as they still haven't shut shut our uh, Directv off yet. They haven't shut it off yet, Greg. Get those cheap bastards over there in uh, Naples to pay their bills. $82.90. We get a past-due thing. There is no shame in this company, I'll tell you that. 
By the way, speaking of uh, athletes that you admire so much, here's an article. I mean, every you read it in the, the article about Jerry Sheffield was in the uh, gossip column there on the uh, local section. Now you turn to the uh, Living Today, the TV section. Here's Stephanie Loudis, who's got to be some kind of like a 15-year-old intern that uh, writes about TV for the Herald because they can't afford it. See, every other major market, so-called, they have a real person that writes about radio and a different real person that writes about TV also, in like real newspapers. Do we have a real newspaper here? No. No. Tom Jick has got some silly article about satellite dish owners because he's all bent out of shape because he's got a big dish. So he writes it in the business section today, which is uh, who cares. See, you got to do both, Tom. you got to get you a big dish and a small dish, too, like I do. Because the big dish, I hate to say it because I love my big dish, but it's becoming obsolete. I hate to say that, Tom. He's stupid. Well, what can I say? Calls flood WSCV following on-air rift over Orioles game. And speaking of ESPN, by the way, they're going to be televising that game in Cuba. Oh, no! They're not going to be. John Miller isn't going to be going up down there, is he? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. John Miller and Joe Morgan, the dark-complected Joe Morgan, he's going down there, too? Yeah! To televise that game with those communists? South Florida TV viewers, never shy, will write, call, or email local stations about reporter stories, their delivery, even their haircuts. And that goes on about, well, here's the thing about Marilyn Mitzel and some stupid diet story. See, I wouldn't email a Marilyn Mitzel about a diet story. I'd email her about those eyes, you know. I mean, she, she does not belong on the air unless she gets rid of those cat eyes, right? She's the, the, the freakiest-looking, silliest-looking thing I've ever seen in my life. She's even more cross-eyed than the bitch that used to do those infomercials. You know what I'm talking about? Man. So anyway, last week, viewers rallied in support of WSCV Channel 51's Marilise Llanos after deciding Florida Marlins pitcher Levon Hernandez had been rude to her. Llanos had asked the former World Series champ to comment on the controversy over the Baltimore Orioles' upcoming game in Cuba. When he ignored her, the two wound up in an angry exchange that the station aired on March 16th. Boy, I wish I would have seen that. Man. What did Levon have to say about it? That fucking bitch. Hundreds of viewers called the station, most of them to complain about Hernandez's behavior, according to Channel 51, though some did defend Levon, and that's the end of that story, which I'm sure there's much more to it than that. Of course, nobody watches Channel 51, right, except uh, about 20 or 30 old spicks. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, in response to uh, all the illegitimate kids, it's just... What is that all about? Well, it seems to me that... It doesn't matter how rich you are, and even if you leave your environment, it doesn't mean that uh, it, it's obvious that it doesn't change the individual. You can take the scumbag out of the ghetto, but you can't take the scum out of the uh, whatever, however that goes? Yeah, that's that's the basic, uh, I mean, that's how I believe it's uh, happening. I mean, what other reason would there be? I don't know. I mean... I mean, of course, we see this in Hollywood a lot, too. You know, this one has uh, got a baby by that one. I mean, you know, this is it's just unacceptable to me. I'm one of the biggest perverts that was ever born. But even me, I can't relate to this business of people running around just making babies and then just kind of walking away. Or like Jodie Foster, she's got a baby. Does, she have, does it have a father? No. No. Do we know right. how she made the baby? No. No, but, uh, you know, there you go. Everybody's making babies. And not only that, whatever happened to the thing of just taking responsibility for your actions, right. of course, goes thrown out the window. It's almost as if I've got the money. I might as well just do whatever it takes to do what I want to do. And, the, and these asshole sports nerds and sports writers and sports casters who continue adulating these people because they can hit a ball far or something like that. I, I think it's about time that some of them stood up and said, hey, guess what? Gary Sheffield's a scumbag, period. Screw him. Yeah. You know. Not only that, um, on another subject, the media, I don't yeah. know if you've heard about the 
big, uh, the horrendous crime that happened out at uh, Yosemite National. Yeah, of course. Or Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Yeah, I read the paper. Right. Um, they had an interview with the law enforcement agents last night, and every time they would say, well, we can't divulge Yeah, that. I saw that. I saw the uh, press conference. Right. And, you know, doesn't the media have a clue that when somebody says... No. No. They don't care. It's ridiculous. No, it's like, when, the, it's like when somebody's uh, son or daughter gets murdered, and they walk up to them, and they stick the mic in their face, and, oh, well, how do you feel now? You know, uh, what do they expect them to say? We're having a party. We're dancing. We're going to go out partying tonight. What, what do they expect? It, it's like the same. They were. They kept asking the parents of the the two. You know, the uh, bodies they found out there. The uh, the women. They, they're asking them. Well, how are you holding up now? Well, what are they supposed to say? Oh, we're doing great. We're gonna we'll get over this in a couple of days. We're gonna go on with our lives. Well, what kind of a question is that? How are you holding up? I could tell what my reaction would be. Yeah. I take them out. I I I do violence on them. Right. I mean, I I would literally just. I would destroy I, I everything in my, my brain, and I'd say, how are you holding up now? With that, and the one question that really irked me was, why can't you tell us what the cause of death is? I don't want to know about the cause of death. Right. I know that the crime... And not only committed. that, but how many different times did he have to say it? I mean, again, they, made, they kept trying 15 different ways right. to make the guy answer the question, and he said, guess what? We're not answering that. I know that the crime was committed... Fine. I found out that the crime was committed. Now get back to me when you catch the SOBs who did it. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't want to see pictures. And they kept trying. Can't you release pictures? Exactly. And can't you give me an autopsy report? The media is sick and needs help badly. God bless you, sir. Take care. Thank God for us. Thank God for us uh, Northern American people. Nor I mean Northern European. <laughs> Whatever the hell we are. Are we North American? That's what uh -huh. I mean. I mean, once you get south of Texas, and even that ain't too good. O'Neal, my queen. God. Attention football fans. In the past, you've had the opportunity to show off your team spirit with Team Logo credit cards, Team Logo jewelry, and even Team Logo dinnerware. Well, you've got all that, and now you want to show that you're the ultimate football fan. So, for the rest of this NFL season, official NFL tattoo artists will be touring the country looking for a few brave souls to have their favorite NFL Team Logo tattooed on their ass. Show it off in the locker room. Wow, what a fan! Or at Work. Pull off your pants, football freak. Or for the hardcore NFL couples, your girlfriend can have your favorite team rival tattooed on her ass. That way, before the big game each year, you can do more than just say F them. You can actually do it. NFL team logos. Are you a real fan? Then fill that blank fanny. Ah! Today. 11 15 at 560 WQM Hank will be at, uh, oh, at the Lipton. Today. Are we going to hear the sounds of the tennis tournament going on in the background? Is that is that why we make these guys keep going out to these stupid events? Is that what it's all about? Uh-huh. Like Hank having to schlep all the way up there to Vieira yesterday and then pretending he liked going up there with a stupid exhibition baseball game going on in the background. In the background. And now he's going to be up there for some stupid tennis tournament today at the Lipton. And then we got the Boog at 6 o'clock who's going to be eating for four hours on the year. And Ed Kaplan tonight who's going to be raving about Gary Sheffield as the father of our country from 10 to all the wee hours of the morning. Dennis Rodman, by the way, whistled for kiss. That's right, technical foul on Dennis Rodman, that piece of crap. He found a new way to get a technical foul. He blew a kiss at the opposing bench, and the Lakers stayed unbeaten with him in the lineup as he finally came back from Vegas when he straightened out his personal problems at the Hard Rock Cafe. Rodman got his strange technical in the third period. After making a foul shot, he blew a kiss at the Mavericks bench. Referee Ken Maurer hit Rodman with a technical foul. Lakers coach Kurt Rambis was incredulous. How can he get a technical just for blowing a kiss? 
How do you like that? See, the games themselves are, for the most part, so boring now. All, all these events, all these things. So there has to be some kind of a sideshow. So that's what it's all about. Dennis with the hair, with the makeup, with a with drag, or blowing a kiss. That, that's what it's all about. Lighthouse Point, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. How are you this morning? Okay. I have a little bit of a beef. I listen to you every day. Yes. And I've listened to you for several years. But I but, I didn't stay up for the uh, hockey game Sunday night. I was It was kind of late by the time it ended, and I had to go to bed around 10. So I put on the morning show on Monday morning to get the final result. Uh-huh. I hear it wasn't Gelgi because I don't think he did the morning report, but it was um, some guy came on and he goes, uh, the Panthers and the Knights come from behind win with four fourth quarter goals. Yeah. And I said, wait a second, I thought hockey was played in three That's period. Armando, what's his name? He's a, he's a I think it was Orlando Algieri or something Right, he like do not nothing about hockey. What do you want? So th- that wasn't bad. I called the station and I said, how are you expecting people but, well, to learn to Wait like- a minute, wait a minute. Why would you call the station about something? We know, you, know, you know that there's nobody except me on the station that knows anything about hockey. Why would you call the station? It just it bothered me. It Why? Bothered me because- oh, get a life. Get out of here. Get a life. No, seriously, somebody says something like that. We, we, I mean, don't you need a life? If you have time to call a radio station because somebody said something stupid like that, then there, you've got a problem, sir. You need psychiatric counseling. You need to, to get a search party to find you a life. We, we, In fact, we ought to make an announcement. We ought to have like a disclaimer. Other than Geldy, who sucks around with the team, and that fat Neil in midday, who's a hockey maven for 40 years, other than that, nobody on this station knows from that stuff, okay? That's all. This isn't a sports station. This is a, uh, I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a, it's an ego trip for the boss, okay? Who do you think at least would get a haircut? Now that he's got all these games on there, we're getting U of M sports. We're getting the, uh, I think we're going to have the uh, soccer game, indoor uh, arena football. We're getting the uh, Matador, see if we can't keep them going. I mean, you name it, we're going to put it on the air. 25 hours a day. Bowling is going to be on the radio. Golf, we're going to be doing golf tournaments on the radio. Joe Costello is going to be doing, uh, you know, uh, the Indy 500 on the radio. That's right. There it goes again. <laughs> yeah, there it goes. Here he comes. There he goes. Yeah. But, I mean, it disturbs me that, and, and you know, all the whole station, the last, uh, it started last week, it started tailing a little bit. I remember commenting on And then this week, it's like we ran out a brick wall. Like, now i got two calls on there. I'm not going to let it disturb me because I realize that the people are, something's happened here in town. They're very busy. They're making out their taxes. They're all going to jail. Something's going on. I don't know. They're making illegitimate babies. I don't know what it is. I can live with it. I've lived with it a million times in this town for 100 years. But here's the guy that takes, he, not only did he take the trouble to call the station to complain that Armando made a mistake and said quarter instead of period, now he makes the, he takes the uh, trouble to call me to tell me about it. How do you like that? I mean, that's just incredible. I mean, you think that somebody important, like maybe my doctor would call and uh, give me some good information. Wow. Yeah. That was fast. Well, I'm not going to make somebody important like you a wait. Oh. You might, maybe you'd be saving somebody's life well, out Well, actually, there. I was just calling to tell George that almost everything's back in. Um, uh, remember, when, when I was there on Friday, you told me to run every test that was appropriate. So, uh, appropriate. And and I the, said every test that's ever been invented. No, yeah, but but you know I wouldn't do that to you. That'd be like ripping you off. And that that I can do a million tests. So I showed you the whole compendium with like four thousand tests. Right. In it. That would be totally wrong. So what happened? Well, um, I thought the lupus test that you mentioned 
not so much as lupus, but that it's an indicator for certain kinds of certain kinds of drug reactions. I went ahead and ran that. Yeah. And that was that came back negative. Not oh. only do you not have lupus, you don't have a whole. 90% of the usual kind of drug reactions. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, that looks at one branch of the immune system. And the immune system is almost as complicated as there are stars in the sky. Yeah. And I'm not claiming to have a 100% understanding of astronomy either. Anyway... Um, and what I, about that elevated protein? Okay, well, that's, that, that is almost done. That came back... Now, what is that going to show? Well, that's what I was wanted to talk to you about, in fact, because, again, I, I can't tell you exactly what the charges are, and I know money's no limit or no object, but no limit. it's only fair to, to tell you I don't exactly know, and I can have Azalea call you back and let you know what it costs. Yeah. Um, uh, what happens is when, what, they take the protein, and then they fractionate it with some electrical method, and it shows peaks and curves, which the, the peaks and curves haven't come back yet, but you have what's called a polyclonal gamma elevation. It means I beg some, your pardon? Okay. <laughs> it means to jump some, that, George? some kind of inflammation, but by the time we're done sort of running it down, working it up, I'll have a better idea what it means, uh, if, if anything. Yeah. Uh, lastly, inflammation of what? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't tell you that. It can, you can make inferences from it, but it doesn't tell you specifically what the inflammation is. Now, that could go along with your rash, but it's going to turn out, if, you're, if I'm right, it's just going to turn out to be an indicator of the fact that the, the rash was inflammatory yeah. and as opposed to a vasodilatory drug reaction from the Adelaide. I'm sorry to blather. Uh, <laughs> <like>. <laughs> now you're starting to sound like that guy at the Cleveland Clinic. Yeah, except that I know you follow me because I know that you know exactly what I'm talking Listen, about. Listen, I want to tell you how, how sharp I'm getting, even though I still uh, look like crap. Yeah. I am off of my uh, glynase, the micronase. I'm right. off of it. Two right. days now. My blood sugar was 100 this morning. Good. I'm eating almost no carbohydrates. Good. Uh, I'm doing so, and I'm uh, down on my real scale to 199. When I saw you last, I weighed 213 in your office. Yep. So I'm serious about this. Right. And number two, in fact, that's when I put you on, uh, where the hell did I do with it? I got my Walgreens number here, George. And when I get done, I'm going to put Mark on hold because I'm going to need. See, the other doctor, which I don't want to rip him behind his back, but, of course, he's forgotten about me anyway because he's got important people like Pavel Burry to worry about. He puts me on 50 milligrams of hydrochlorothiazide. Is way, I heard that. way that, too that, high. That's uh, that's the antique way of doing it. And I don't it, need to have a blood yeah. pressure of 78 over yeah. 52. Yeah, it's a little bit too low to make me happy, even though I do like it low. So I've been experimenting because I did read in the uh, Merck, Merck man, 12 and a half they do make it. If you can right. get me a prescription sure. for 12 and a half, sure. then I won't have to keep chewing yeah. these things up and chopping them down. And my blood pressure is sensational. I've cut my low tensin in less than half now than it was before. And for whatever reason, I guess because now I'm starting to eat right and I'm going uh, to stop it with all the bull crap, right. it's amazing. And uh, my goal is within six months to throw all the medicine out. Well, I just have to repeat this. Every time I see you, I say the same thing. Remember, I've been telling you for years your personal blood pressure control method, the drugs that you use, yeah. is very non-standard. Not only is Lotensin a rather unusual drug. Not that but that but, but let me ask you this, though, seriously, because you know that most people are so non-conscientious that they don't, take, they don't take their own, they don't even have one of those cuffs like I do right. and take their own blood pressure. Right. So you can imagine, if my pressure is 78 over 54 and I'm not taking it. Oh, you it know must what? have been when you, if you had been taking it. Huh? No, that's when I was taking the full 50 milligrams. Okay. And, and then I take at 3 o'clock another low tensin, which I usually would do. I, w I would pass out. I would faint. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Surprised you didn't spin out while you're driving. But luckily, because I take it at that point, I say, right. well, I'm not going to. So in other words, what I've been telling you is true. I religiously, three times a day, take my blood pressure when I get up in the morning, three in the afternoon before I go to bed at night. And if I need to take any of the medication, I take it. And if not, I don't take it because what's the point of taking a pill when your pressure is 98 right. over 60? Well, let me ask you a historical question. Is, is, is the other doctor, again, we're not knocking him because the antique sure doesn't. Sure you are. No, go no, ahead. No, no. Knock antique, away. Antique doesn't mean bad. I'm not important enough. 
stuff for them. I'm not a hockey player. You know, they only care about the big shots. Well, remember, you had a lot to do with putting – well, I know that you had a lot to do with putting hockey players on the map. But anyway, um, uh, is he an older guy? No. Same age as me, more or less? Younger. Wow. So he must have gone to a different school. Because um, uh, school of thought, that is. And by the way, also, now that I've cut the HCT way down, yeah. I don't have to worry about the elevated blood sugars. I'm going right. to cut out the micronase, the glyne, right. and I'm able to do that because, as you know, the HCT. So, I mean, how can you give 50 milligrams to a person that's diabetic? Well, you can. You're supposed to but monitor it. not right. You're supposed to monitor it. Not good. Okay. Well, I'm not going to. You're the last guy I want to argue with. And that never gets me anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree with you, because if you start start low, go slow as a general rule. And what about this sed rate, this 11 on the sed rate? What normal, is that? forget it, normal. Less than 20 is, is yeah. negligible. And then the bun, now in the Merck manual, I looked this yes. up on my very own, and yes. you take in the HTCT, also makes for elevated readings oh, in the blood Okay, panels. wait, let me explain that. Now, yes. that's, that's one of those problems. Look, you and I both know that if, if, I, if, I, if you sit with a book and you look at your results, you'll get 90% of it. But that's one of those little items that you probably wouldn't get without somebody giving you some perspective. Right. The BUN, the, what's, what's really important isn't the BUN alone, blood urea nitrogen, or the creatinine, which is the real marker for kidney function. Yeah. What's important is the ratio between the two. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they don't really begin to change unless you get actually dehydrated or actually start to have some kidney damage. Yours was negligible. Yours was right. I, I wouldn't even worry about that in the slightest. Now, again, I'm not saying that because you, you say, well, I blow stuff off, I'm a minimalist, I'm do nothing. Yeah, but, yeah you know, yeah, I, I know, I know how you feel about that, or at least what you say you feel about that. But sometimes you've got to have the big picture, and that is that that ratio was not important. It, you weren't even having any changes at all. No, to the really ratio make was the, the normal. The ratio was fine. Yeah, to make, to, make the, to make the whole thing start to change, you've really got to force drug and dehydrate the patient or give a kidney stone or tie off the arteries or something dramatic has to happen, and then you'll see a dramatic change over the span of a couple, day, a couple of days. That's the context for when that information is useful. It's got to yeah. be dramatic. You're, you're dramatic, but your kidneys are not. Thank God. <laughs> That's like saying, I tell people all the time, your problem is common. I look at them and go, well, that doesn't mean you're common, but your problem is common. Well, most of your patients are. So everybody is, so am I. Exactly. So a big, big deal. So I'm, I'm doing better, and uh, again, thanks for coming up last Wednesday because that, uh, you know. Well, I, I had a good time. With, without these, no, but without these numbers, I need, like most people, I need a good scare every now and then. You know, not that these were that alarming or anything, yeah. but I need a good scare. I yeah. think the cholesterol was up. You can't keep screwing around. And by the way, the Atkins is great, but it doesn't mean you have to be keeping all that fatty meat all the time. That's right. not the way to go. Yeah, lean food works very well, too. Exactly. Okay, if you'll hang on, I'll give uh, George's got my number for Walgreens. I need the 12.5 HCT. Right. And God bless you. Tuna. And thank you so much. Bye. Okay, he's on uh, something, wherever he's on. There you go. Neil with the doctor. That was great. See? Oh, I should have had him hold on for Greg's mono. That's what I should have done. Maybe he could have fixed you up, huh? Although he likes uh, people that pay their bills. It's 1128 at 560. What is that? Doug, Doug, the grease man, was on his knees, tears streaming Sunday morning at Springfield, Virginia Church, as he asked James Bird Jr.'s sister to forgive his on-air remark about birds dragging death. At least I feel I expressed my sorrow for what I said, Track told WJLA-TV. A church member said Track was received with love. He intends to disappear for a while, hope it all blows over and come back and say all those things again. How about we drag his ass behind a truck oh! for a few hundred yards, huh? There's no fact in the church. Is your bank nickel and diming you to death? Just say F you. Does your bank change its name every three months? Just say F you. Does the teller ask for ID every time you want to cash a check? Just say F you. That's right, F you. The bank that knows where your business belongs. F you. Today, tomorrow, and always, F you. So if you're looking for good old-fashioned service, courtesy, and accuracy from your bank, well, F you. 
at the bank, member of federally underwriting corporate types. Yeah, just like they did this uh, this Arab business guy the other day. What a story that was. He goes into his FU bank. He goes into the drive-thru to cash a $3,500 check, and all of a sudden they come from all over, and they're putting the handcuffs on him. You're under arrest. Why? Uh, well, uh, none of your business. And the best part of the whole deal, not that he needs the money, because this guy's got some bucks, like most of those Arabs. He's got some serious bucks. He's suing their ass. Oh! Yeah. And by the way, the get, the best part about my new car, see, the other car that I just traded, the red one, that was financed through, it was a lease car through FU Bank. Remember all the problems I had with them, that I nearly got a stroke dealing with them, that they kept losing checks and losing paperwork, and every time I talked to somebody up there, they didn't know their ass from their armpit? FU Bank, the same bank that arrested this guy the other day, mistaken identity, calls the cops, has this guy arrested because he looked like somebody that had been passing bad checks. And then they give the guy a $100 uh, certificate for Publix, and he says, yeah. Goes and gets his lawyer and sues their ass. I hope he gets $10 million from FU Bank. I took that payment book in there to Greg, uh, to my buddy, uh, Greg Nelson at Back Row yesterday, and I said, here, I don't, to have a bonfire, burn this out in the front there. Don't ever want to deal with these people again. They haven't got a clue what's going on up there. And they're, you know, big, big institution up there. Yeah, they ought to be in an institution. Clueless. See, this is the kind of country this is. Now, you go to the bank to take some money out, you write a check. Not only do they have to have 18 different kinds of ID and check your shoe size and penis length, but also, hey, you're under arrest. Why? Well, none of your business. I hope he gets $50 million from FU Bank and sends us a check over here so we can pay our direct TV bill. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I'm sure a lot of you are, you know, bored hearing Dr. Mark on here doing my personal life, but you know something too bad. That just goes with the territory, like I said. Getting the free meals, you know. You have to play the role of a big shot. You go into Publix, you know, you try to buy a couple of items, and here's poor Deborah there. Oh, my God, you're on TV. Yeah, right. Deborah, you're a sweet little girl, okay? You're nice. You're very nice, even if you do listen to Howard. A lot of my people listen to Howard. That's fine, even though, quite frankly, you know, I'm coming to work this morning, and I'm so desperate. This is the third time since he's been on this market I punched over to that station. Because, quite frankly, I, by the time I turn it on, if they just went to a commercial break, I'm back. I'm to work already by the time the break ends. I just don't have that kind of time. And they went through a thing about stuff on the Internet, about uh, women uh, peeing, you know, about guys watching women taking a leak. And it, it was about as funny as if I sat here and went, yeah, that's funnier, seriously, than uh, what they were talking about. And I and after about three or four minutes, I just gave up. I mean, you know, he's doing great. He's legendary. He's got the hype machine behind him. Now, it just must not be for me, you know. I just don't get it, what the attraction was. But, Deborah, like I said, okay, take care of the paying customers, please. Even Frankie was getting embarrassed. A nice job, by the way. Frankie is not suspended in school this week. Oh! Mark that on your kid. Not yet. It's only a Tuesday. I'm telling you what, I'm a superstar in Publix, you know. I, I really am. I'm a, I'm a legendary. If I would just hang out there all the time. Here's Kendall. Hello. Neil, good morning. Yes, sir. Good evening. How you doing? Uh, was okay. it Holyfield that they said was the father of our country? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe he's trying to father his own country is what it sounds like. And now uh, Gary Sheffield wants uh, to be partners with him, I guess. <laughs> he wants a little uh, the action for himself. He's got Gary Sheffield has got four kids by four different women, to uh, none of whom he's married to. To, the, to none of whom... He's married. <laughs> That's right. really crazy. I don't do understand like where it starts, and I, I don't know where it's going to end is the damn problem. 
No idea. Anyway, um, what, what does that mean? What, what do you mean where it starts? It starts with people, people admiring scum and people who are the, the sports nerds pretending that these people, just because they can hit a ball or do some athletic thing, that these are wonderful people, that these are people that kids ought to be admiring and buying baseball cards and crap from and getting their autograph, paying them for an autograph. Well, I mean, where it started since the beginning. I mean, the very first, you know, one to go off and have all these legitimate kids and not, you know. Started with all that begetting that went on in that good book, in that evil book, all the begetting that was going on, that pair on the ground. Yeah, they were begetting it, all right. Right. Last night on one of those news uh, shows, I don't know, it's the one that Maria Shriver's on, I don't even remember what the name of it is. I just caught the tail end of a story. I found it was. Did she finally get a chin or what? <laughs> She's a quite a bizarre-looking woman, yes. I think. Anyway, um, they had. This... Arnold said she gives good chin. <laughs> They had this um, uh, story on about this really uh, rare syndrome called alien hand syndrome, I think was the name of it. Have you ever heard of this stuff? Alien hand syndrome? Yeah, it's like where one hand just... Better get the doctor back on the phone, sir. <laughs> one hand what? It's just like one a claw? hand has kind of, no, has like a mind of its own. Oh, like Michael Caine. Yeah, it's like where... Well, what was the name of that movie? The Hand? Right. <laughs> well, actually, what they think it is, it's just kind of like a theory that one side of your brain... Remember that Kingdom like Maupassant the... novel, or the, uh, for those people who like their steak rare, the filleted hand? Right, and where one side of your brain is at conflict with the other. And they actually had one guy on there, his hand tried to choke himself. And, I mean, he was like... trying to choke it with one hand, and the other hand was pulling it off. That's yeah. right, and it wouldn't stop. It was wow. just like it wouldn't give up the ghost, you know what I mean? But, yeah. uh I sat back and I'm thinking about this and I'm going, how many people out there right now are saying that it's not a syndrome, it's actually like the hand is possessed by a demon kind a of thing? Stuck and can't get off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm just, I was just, uh, you know, just kind of thinking that. It does sound right like now, an act. So doesn't it sound people. like an act of the devil to you? It does. Right now, I mean, there should have been a priest. There probably was some priest calling on the phone saying, "I can cure that guy. I can cure him. You know, I've got the exorcism rights and all right. that kind of stuff." I just thought that that was kind of bizarre. Well, maybe maybe we can get an exorcism on here and cure everybody that's got that out there. I'd love that. The Christ compels you. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, and in closing, That'll be tomorrow while we're smoking some of that uh, ganja here on the ear. In closing, I heard uh, Rick and Suds this morning. Yeah. And uh, it yeah, was... I did. I touched over there for a few seconds too, but it just uh, it didn't hold me for some reason. Did you hear him talking about? Remember the when I guess it was Phil's birthday a few Once years ago. Once they back, gave me my number, I just moved on to another station. And uh, and they put the frozen cat in the refrigerator. Right. I thought that that was great. It was kind of reminiscent of the old you know IOD days. It was kind of like a a, a flashback kind of thing. I oh, they it did great. it again. No, they just had talked about it. I think what they ought to do is, is freeze Pete Bolger and throw his ass in the refrigerator. <laughs> well, I'll guarantee you there'll be more parties in this town. <laughs> Have a great day, pal. Thanks, Neil. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T uh, wireless line. No waiting a week this week. All the shows on this station. Like I said yesterday, when Hank is desperate for calls, you know the rest of us forget it because he gets calls. You know, he not good calls necessarily. He gets the calls. This for the gamblers, the sports nerds. What is your opinion? You know, but uh, it's just uh, you know, you guys have got something going on. You won't let us in on. Maybe they why? Maybe they tape that stuff off uh, MTV, huh? The spring break stuff with all those young uh, nubile bodies, male, female. Some of you really can't tell, but who cares? 20 till noon at 560 WQM. Let me tell you about a great place, Pizza Loft. By the way, I got a note this morning that said Jeff Cohen loves your talking about his wild sex life. Maybe he'll get laid even more, which I don't think is possible. Seriously, do you think that there's anybody getting as much action as he is? Is there anybody who looks like that that's getting laid that much? I doubt it because he don't look too good. Anyway, it's uh, getting real close. It's that time of the year again. And once we get to – when is the Passover? Is it on your calendar? When does Pesach start? Is it a ways off? You me. Why you do this to me? It's 11.45 at 5.60 WQM. we got Hank Goldberg from uh, the Lipton. 
The Lipton. Just, just the sound of that. And I heard Defoe bitching about the security guy over there, what an asshole he is at the end of their show this morning. The Lipton. Oh, makes me nauseous. Yeah. The Lipton, the Honda, the, yeah, another hype job. By the way, you know, they uh, had a thing on the news last night. Channel 4, I got a suggestion for you. Mind your own goddamn business. They're complaining about, you know, on the, as you're driving on the interstate on the highways around town, in Dade County, they've got these, uh, posters, these, these like cloth, what do they call those things? You know, on the, on the poles, on the light poles? You know, these like little banners on the sides, uh, promoting the Lipton or whatever is going on in town. They got some for, uh, Dania Highlight and they're, you know, they desperately need it. The paramutuals are all on death's door, okay? And Channel 4 sticking their nose in there, bringing the attention of the state. You know, Governor Walken Lawton, they brought the fact that they had the Marlboro was advertising auto races or something. So Walken Lawton, who of course was a goody two shoes, who ain't feeling too good anymore, he, uh, made sure that they stopped that. We don't want to be promoting uh, cigarettes there on the uh, banners because little kids might be out there seeing those banners while they're being while they're driving up and down the highway, while they're driving their Hyundai's up and down the highway. So now the new deal is Channel Four got a hold of the right people in Tallahassee and they're going to crack down on this thing and make sure. I mean, what's the big deal with that? To me, quite frankly, they they look good. It actually looks like a place where there's some stuff going on for a change. Instead of the usual sterile landscape that they must love over there at Channel 4. But we're working for you. We're working for you. Nobody's watching us, but we're working for you. And that Angela Ray still makes me sick to my stomach. She just, she's going more and more into that silly goose routine, you know. She's always just cackling and laughing and puking. Got a murder story on here. She's laughing her ass off. And get that thing off your lip too, Angela, by the way. It looks like a, looks like a goddamn herpy. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Hey, Neil? Yes, sir. It's Jason. Um, I called you before. My wife's the one who teaches Italian out at uh, BCC uh, Davy campus. Yeah. She's really disappointed you haven't come and apply, uh, come to class. Come to class for what? To learn Italian. Why is that? Well, because I know you want to learn Italian. I got Dr. Jack is my Italian teacher. When I'm good and ready to uh, resume with Dr. Jack, I'll let you know, you know. Okay. Well, I'm calling about the professional deadbeat uh, dads. If, I don't know if you ever got a chance to read the Sports Illustrated article last year about them. Yeah. If you want a, a real laugh about how many of them have fathered numerous kids in the same year with different wives, uh, Sterling Sharp, um, Shannon Sharp, to name a few. Black. Yeah, uh, th- three, three kids from three different women in the same year. Yeah. Well, maybe it was um, in a family. Maybe it's a family thing. Yeah, but did you know that Mark Messier also had a child out of wedlock? White. And he, and he had a uh, paternity suit uh, involved in that as well. Yeah, there's one. So, I guess one or two uh, hockey players. Well, how many other white? How many other white guys are doing this? Uh, there was Larry Bird also, but that was somewhat of a different situation. Larry Re- Bird is reproducing. Oh my god! Well, oh my god! His child was during uh, his college years with his college sweetheart, uh, but apparently he's never recognized her. So it happens occasionally. Yeah. Uh, with so other we got two white guys and the five hundred black guys doing it. <laughs> That's true. But that's no, no, seriously, it's primarily a black thing, and you're not supposed to say that because uh, people get all uh, bent out of shape when you say those things. Well, I don't yeah. give a crap. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of, of pretending to admire people who are scum, who are trash. You're right. Uh, and, and whether it's Mark Messier or uh, Sterling Sharp or uh, Gary Sheffield, uh, I say screw all of them. In closing, protection. Call, yes. in closing, may I call someone a douchebag? Go ahead. Danny, you're a douchebag. Okay, Danny Bonaduce, you're a bag. Okay, 5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Like I said, we got about 25,000 open lines there for you. 
See, this whole thing with the Greece, man, it goes back again to depending on what part of the country you're in and which ethnic groups, just like the thing with a baseball game in Cuba. If we were living in uh, uh, Pittsburgh, God forbid, nobody would even be talking about that. Nobody cares about it. Whether the Orioles are playing in Cuba, in uh, Tel Aviv, in uh, Moscow, wherever the hell they're going, nobody cares. And that's why the Grease Man got fired. And as far as I'm concerned, and I'm no big fan of the Grease Man. I mean, he's okay. Another hype job as far as I'm concerned. But nevertheless, he's got some funny stuff. But he got screwed. Because in D.C., of course, they got a very... It's like that thing with a guy who said niggardly and gets fired because we got illiterate people that don't even understand what the word means. If you look up niggardly in the dictionary, there's Greg Reed and the Beasleys. Their pictures are right next to it. That's what niggardly means. It means so cheap that it's embarrassing. So cheap you have to live in a high-rise in Hallandale. That's right. That's what niggardly is. But, you know, it's like, and, and you know, we're all supposed to, we're all been intimidated. You're supposed to keep your mouth shut and don't say this because then it makes you a racist. A bull crap. It just makes you honest. And whether it's the white trash on a Jerry Springer show or it's the black getaways mentality that's, uh, you know, with this total irresponsibility of everybody, let's make a whole bunch of babies, even if we ain't got no money coming in. This is a big part of the American effing problem. I'll tell you that right now. But you're not supposed to be saying it because we don't want to offend anyone's sensibilities. And isn't that interesting? Thank God the only person that really talked about this was that black lady that called in. She knows what I'm talking about. She knows it's a bunch of crap. That's why we have all these uh, kids with no parents. I mean, that's the, that's the new statistic in America, by the way. Kids with uh, one parent. Not because of a divorce, not because one of them died, but because they just uh, they only ever had one parent. Like Jodie Foster, for example. There you go. What What is that all about? And we're supposed to be happy for her. We're supposed to be uh, thrilled for her. We're supposed to be quelling for her that somehow, someway, she made a baby. I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Jackson's wife is making those babies the same way. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Maybe she's got a Teletubby. Yes, sir. The problem is not only with the Gary Sheffields, as you just mentioned. The problem is all the other fathers who are fathering children and then walking away from the responsibility. Yeah. Gary Sheffield, you can go. She can get a lawyer to go after him. And she already he's got did. the bucks exactly, and right. he's got the bucks to pay. Right. These other guys are having are fathering the children, walking away, and nobody's making them pay. You mean that's what's wrong? Yeah. The state's picking up, and we're picking up the problem because nobody, nobody's willing. You know what? To you know what brings to mind two words that I keep saying on this show for years and years, and everybody just kind of chuckles when I say forced sterilization. Those are the two words that come to my mind. There's a lot to be said for it. Right. Okay. Good luck to us, pal. So he sounds depressed. Don't be depressed, sir. It's only Tuesday. I'm doing great. My doctor. Now, what did my doctor say, by the way? Can you interpret it for me? Did he say anything? Of no. I don't know what he said. I think I told him more than he told me when he come right down to it. Don't you think so? I, I think I gave him a better uh five six seven. He's a good guy, but I'm the expert. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a lady in Medley. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Yes, how you doing? Great. Uh, my brother listens to your show every day. Right. And I think it's kind of corrupted him. Why is that? Well, we can carry a normal conversation and all of a sudden he'll sit there and say, Wreck them. Mm-hmm. And um, plus, he's having a real fetish about women sitting on his face. Uh-huh. Is there anything that you think I could help him do with this problem? Yeah, go sit on his face. 
5670560 and pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. She sounded like, uh, what's his name's boyfriend? A girlfriend, uh, friend. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil, how are you doing today? Okay, sir. Um, did you happen to watch the Michigan State game at all this week? No, weekend? I did not, no. So you didn't see the size of Mateen Cleaves' lips? No. Okay, just thought I'd throw that out there. Didn't see it. Shameless request? Yes. Michigan State fight song. Don't got it. da 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 Five six seven got one call left on the board. Could be a short show. We got a short show on Thursday because we got an exhibition Marlin game twelve fifty on Thursday. See that this is what kills me. Remember last week those people calling in bitching. We had two back to back Thursday and Friday. All those people carrying on. Oh my God, they're stealing here. You know, and then we are here the full full four hours yesterday, full four hours today if we can make it, and we got no calls. You're like a bunch of spoiled little brats. You don't know what you want. We put on a great exhibition Marlins game there, and nobody in their right mind could possibly listen to that. You don't like that. But I'm here feeding you out some really great stuff here to sink your teeth into, and it's the same lethargic crowd. I'm going to, I guess, have to be the one to whip these bastards back into shape, or I'll just go out and do the, uh, we'll, we'll just do the show tomorrow from a ball game somewhere. We'll hear the noise in the background. Oh, Jay, just fumbled the ball at third base. There's another error, sloppy play. You know, I mean, well, what was that going on here yesterday? What is this station thinking about? Are they thinking? No. I mean, is it like mandatory? I, I thought that they used to do all these outside, uh, outside shows because they hated that uh, building over there in Sheridan Street. Now we got these new uh, somewhat sterile but at least cleaner surroundings, and they still don't want to be in this building. Maybe they're afraid to use that restroom down there since uh, your buddy stole the Lysol. I don't want to mention Josh Friedman, that big, fat, smelly thing. Yeah, fat and smelly. That You know something? That seems to be the uh, thing here in this place, fat and smelly. We got fat boy, we got, uh, and then we got, what's his name? What do we call that? Uh, the wildebeest. Here's Boca. Hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Okay, well, Sheffield, he had a quote of the year. So, uh, so now, what was that, sir? Well, he had mentioned that if it wasn't for his contract he had paying him $12 million a year. He's an asshole. Yeah. Since they were talking about him having to shave his, uh, shave his mustache. Shave his private, yeah. That he was going to retire. If it wasn't for the $12 million a year he was making. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the... Uh, oh, see, and that's another thing with Gary Sheffield, and that is that in every other way, besides fathering all these illegitimate kids, he's also an okay. asshole, and everybody knows that and always has been. Yeah. And they couldn't, they couldn't wait till they could find a way to unload him and his $10 million salary out of here soon enough. Okay, and and then you know, the point that I so, so why do they so why do these people come on the air and these sports writers and and they they're always sucking up to these guys? What is that about? What? How can you admire somebody who's such a piece of crap? Well, I don't think they suck up to Gary anymore. Oh, sure they do. And the point that I wanted to ask you before they brought up uh, this last sub- subject, uh, I've I've been following hockey for like forty years. When did the room become so important? Where oh, you that, have that, like Mo? That's just who another goes? media thing. You know that that's who an goes? excuse for a guy who can't play. Right. Oh, but he's good in the room. Okay. What does that mean? That means he's got a long tongue, I guess. I don't know okay. what that means. Thanks. Okay. He's good in the room. Maybe Troy Aikman's good in the room. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> we have an open line on the board in case you want to join us, which we doubt. Five, six, seven. Hey, you know, either way, it makes no difference to me. Yesterday I got psychotic, then I realized that it was the whole goddamn radio station. I do take these things personally. Do you believe me? No. No, I don't. It just uh, sounds good. Oh, I like the wee wee. Well, congratulations. Get a life. And now another exciting offer from Video Treasure Chest. Just in time for the Peanuts Gang's birthday on October 2nd. Did you know that Snoopy used to have genitals? Find out what happened in this lost television special. It's a Charlie Brown neutering. 
what are you doing with that knife, Charlie Brown? Oh, hi, Lucy. I'm getting ready to fix Snoopy. Charlie Brown, you're such a blackhead. You have to get a running start. I do? Here, you come running up, and at the last minute, I'll pull his penis up out of the way so you can lop off his testicles. Well, I guess I can trust you. You always pull the football out of the way. Ready? Okay, here I come. You didn't pull his penis away! I only pull away pigskins, not foreskins. The Missing Peanuts Special, featuring Snoopy's missing genitals. Yours for just $19.95 in local video stores. Video treasure chest. We've got rooms of this crap. Come on, it's past noon at 560. That's a good question, by the way. If you're Jewish, does your dog have to be circumcised? Uh-huh. Why not? See, I don't understand. You got that Jewish accountant, that crazy, crazy David, that uh, lunatic. The Orthodox, with the, he's laying the tefillin, he's wearing the talus and the yarmulke. I mean, this guy is, Stone Age would be an, an upgrade for him. That would be an understatement. And yet, you've got the uh, chutzpah. I mean, I realize your own personal situation, you couldn't help. But to try to uh, promote this idea of uh, circumcision being barbaric, cleanliness right. is next to godliness. So don't you understand that? Yes. Yeah, if you don't bathe, bathe like a uh, fat boy. Oh, can you just, can you imagine... And how about if you if if you are circumcised and you still obey like Josh Friedman? Can you imagine what his must smell like? Um, right in the middle of lunch, you're doing this. Sorry, Sununia Rogers diet. Here's a mobile in the Grove. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I just had a nice Fuddruckers burger. Please keep keep the uh, Josh Friedman talk uh, down. Okay, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Neil. Uh, Going back to something you said last week, I happened to catch Bo Camper on the news uh, just a uh, couple of days ago. Deer in the headlights. No, you know those big did strobe lights? Did he get over that? The strobe lights they use like on the uh, the battleships? Yeah. He looks like he's faced with one of those. Oh. And he needs to go see uh, Rick for some extra makeup. He's a little bit tired. Uh, He'll get there. He'll be all right. Give him a little, <laughs> give him a little time. Cut him some slack. Anyway, um, what do you feel? I was talking about these um, one one. What do I feel? Uh, anything I can. One parent kids, Neil. What do you feel about the, all these bulldogs now uh, having uh, artificial insemination or insemination by you mean somebody? Like, like Jodie Foster, you mean? What do you feel? How, how do you feel about I that? I find that nauseating and grotesque and revolting. What is that all about? I, I have a. I know somebody that their neighbor. Uh, I mean, do we do we have a shortage of kids in this country? Do we have a shortage of uh, people in the world? Of course not. It is. Pretty, I think it is. I I am pretty liberal. I, I am very liberal. But when it comes to that, uh, I don't know. Uh, what's, I mean, what's that kid going to grow up to be? I mean, he's got two bulldogs for parents. I mean, talk about all no, no, that's, that's a different, I mean, that's a whole different uh, subject. I'm talking about bulldogs actually making babies. Oh, I'm talking oh. about adopting. Holy crap. Yeah, okay. Anyway, okay, uh, okay, pal. Go ahead. Okay. Maricon, 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 Maricon. 5670560. You, you notice in one form or another, it's an omnipresent situation. It really is. It, it never leaves either the conscious or subconscious of every Julio in South Florida and maybe all over the world. Maricon, Maricon, it, it's always in there. It's in their ears. It's in their rectum. It's in every part. It's, it's like in their blood. In fact, if Dr. Mark went to Little Havana and started, no, well, he's got plenty of Julios over there on the beach, and he's probably got some Julio patients. If he takes their blood, he will find, Maricon, somewhere there's probably a blood test to detect it. It's an obsession. It is. It always works its way in. Every single one of these people, I don't want to start sounding like I'm saying, these people, you know, like Ross Perot would say, you people, you know, always works its way in there. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Even even Sammy Sosa, which last year, oh, he's a great guy. What was, I, And I got the story screwed up on that, okay? So you'll have to straighten me out. Because I just saw the ass end of that story the other day. 
about the fact that he's been bowing at these exhibition games and some of the t- Cub teammates are uh, getting on him about it and he's starting to act like he's starting to act like a kind of a jackass and also too much of that uh, whatever he was kissing you know kissing the, the fingers and uh, you know greasing it up whatever he was doing too much crossing himself yeah no no not crossing himself but uh, however he does that you know like uh, like this too much of that finger action I say I say other than hockey and then they're right on the edge too as far as I'm concerned. Other than that, let's disband professional sports for five years and see how things go. Wouldn't that be sensational? It's it's like, you know, I come on here and I'm recommending these different books. How many people read a book? And I wonder, every time you go to to Borders, you go into um, Barnes & Noble, the bookstores are packed. (coughs) Are those people buying books? No. No, they're sitting around and they're looking up stuff, you know, reference stuff, whatever. Uh, they're re- freebies. You know, they have those lounge areas. They're drinking a cappuccino. They're reading some freebies. Then they put it back and uh, out they go, or they stick it in their bag and out they go, you know, because those places are all doing the land office business. I mean, that border's over by me, the one on Sunrise, packed, always jam-packed, loaded. And I'm wondering, I mean, who really reads books besides about 10 of us? Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Uh Speaking of gays, you know the gay capital of the world is, right? Hialeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's your next remote. Better go into the lift and you can go to Hialeah. Westland, yeah. Yeah, Westland Mona Tea Rooms. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and? That's about it, Neil. Okay. Uh-huh. This guy was already on hold, by the way. Had no material. What is that with us? Huh? What is that with us? I don't know. Five six seven oh five six. Maybe he's in a hurry. Maybe his boyfriend's waiting in there with a uh, woman. Oh, and by the way, are there glory holes in a women's restroom? No. You know, that's an interesting thing. I've never really stopped to think about this. How did Glory Holes get started? Seriously. Also, now, no, this is a more reasonable topic. Is there graffiti on the stalls in a ladies' restroom? There is? Women write graffiti? Sure. How do you know that? Are you hanging out in the women's tea rooms? Every chance I get. No, seriously. Is there graffiti in there? I thought that it's was not really as, a... It's not as uh, filthy prevalent. or as prevalent well, and what it's does it say? in the scummer area, scummier area. What does it say? You know, a lot of penis stuff. A lot of dikey stuff. Well, most most of the uh, graffiti I see in men's theaters is a penis stuff, too. Well, I guess where do you expect to find a penis in the toilet? You know, in the restaurant. <laughs> it makes sense to me. How how does somebody go about starting a glory hole? I guess very carefully and very slowly. What do they do? They, what kind of a, do they take an awl? You know what an awl is? A carpenter's awl? What do you take in there? I mean, the, the, usually it's pretty heavy wood between those stalls. We're not talking about you know a little sheet of plywood. We're talking about a big heavy-duty uh, cedar, like it says in that thing, cedar box. Right? What kind of wood is that they usually uh, have in there? Plywood. No, no, not, but, but thick plywood. No, not plywood. It's not plywood in between the stalls and a uh, t- like down in our men's room out here. That's plywood. Oh, like the formica stuff. Yeah, the duty stuff. But that's thick stuff. Like particle board uh, with formica over it. Yeah, but it's thick. Sure. You can't like take a pencil, you know, or like a key, and like uh, you've got to be. Uh, there has to be a lot of work. That's a, a, a labor of love. That's got to go in for a long time. A hole saw would work really well. Is that what the W? How about a bow saw like the one that Miss Miglin got her neck uh, cut off with by? Oh, God, Neil. Howdy. Hi, I'm Spike. And, you know, when I'm driving down Route 9W on a hot summer day, me and the missus always stop at Dickens. Dickens Fruit Stand. 
they've got everything from fruit to vegetables, homemade pies, but there is nothing like their cider. Ain't that right, honey? Uh-huh. Dickens Cider. Yes, sir. Why, even though we were late for church last Sunday, she had to have a little Dickens Cider. Uh-huh. She says there ain't nothing like it. Even my minister says his wife enjoys a little dick inside her now and then. Hey, why don't you bring some home in our protective plastic rib bottle? That way it'll stay fresh. Or you can let it sit a while and have some hard dick insider. <laughs> it's good at lunch, good at dinner, and there's nothing like waking up with a dick insider. Dickens Fruit Stain, just off Route 9W and Country Road 69. Open 24 hours, because after a chilly summer night, I like to snuggle up in bed with a hot dick inside. Mmm. George was just asking me, he says, what's a common term that white people use for Brazil nuts? I said, I have no idea. Oh, yeah, I see they're showing uh, the, uh, and, and guess what? You know, our sports department, well, whatever it is, was supposed to help us out with these NHL trades today, the trading deadline. There's nobody over there. That whole side of the building is dark, so to speak, dark. But a caller claims that uh, Tampa Bay traded Wendell Clark to Detroit for Kevin Hodgson, who was uh, their backup goalie. He's a good goaltender, by the way. Certainly ain't no Corey Slob. Yeah, they're showing a great one on here last night. Big comeback for Gretzky. Every time he plays the Rangers, take a bigger dump, embarrassed by Tampa 6-3 last night. Nice going, guys. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. In addition to my uh, advice, that Marzetti's uh, so salad dressings, and that is good stuff. Seriously, I'm going to bring some in tomorrow and just eat it right out of the jar. Chunky blue cheese with big chunks, one gram for two tablespoons. Delicious. In addition to that, here's another uh, recommendation highly for people with diabetes from Dr. Bernstein's book. Oh, by the way, that guy called back yet, the uh, no. Dr. Bernstein guy? And that is if you're worried about your feet, because when you're diabetic, the two things you're most concerned about, your feet and your eyes, okay? Your vision and your feet. Take care of those feet, baby, because when your circulation gets bad, your feet have got surus. And you know what you do with the, what you massage your feet with? Olive oil. In fact, don't we? What, what happened to that big uh, jug? It's right there in the microwave. Oh yeah. Now that that's too expensive for me to uh, use that on my feet, huh? Now that's real heavy-duty, expensive stuff. That Verolio, that uh, what's his name brought to us, Sal Falcone. Yeah, but boy, would I have? Oh, I'd have healthy feet. I'm serious. Smear it all over your uh, feet and on your every night before you go to bed. Olive oil, olio oliva, or just Tony Oliva. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Mobile in Hollywood. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, has anyone said anything about uh, these guys that uh, they're they're wedding, they're uh, fathering these children, but uh, nothing about unprotected sex? Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and not to mention, uh, what's the window to, for for a woman to get pregnant? Three to four days a month. Sergey Nenchinov goes to Jersey for a fourth round draft pick. What is it? I'm keeping my eyes on the deals here. I got to watch the TV because we don't have any sports department here, and it's a make believe sports station. Everybody's out for lunch, literally. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just think it's. Uh, I mean, forced like sterilization. Then you don't have to worry about protection, sir. You don't have to worry about that. Forced sterilization. All right, Neil. Thanks. Okay, you let me go out there uh, around the countryside. I'll pick out the scum. We'll sterilize all of them, and I'll guarantee you, within a matter of uh, years, life in America will be uh, greatly improved. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Margate. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon, Mr. Rogers. Yes, sir. 
three comments. Tell you what, one, they should give us overtime for this week. I can see this is going to be one bitch of a week. Yes, sir. Number one, Marzetti's blue cheese, awesome. Wow, that is good stuff. Number two, I should have been forced sterilized because number three, my wife and I are just heading home from the hospital. We just had our boy. Ready, Neil? Circumcised. Yeah. He's just coming home right now. Great. Clean one is a healthy oh. one, right? Exactly. That's right. Good work, pal. Keep it up. And the uh, work, too. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. That's the only problem in Europe is I'll let foreskin run around loose. That's the problem, especially if it is loose. Ooh, bad news. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Hey. Yes, sir. Who's that in the studio with you? Who's what? Who's that in the studio? In what studio? Who's that guy you're talking to? You. No, I'm talking about the guy in the studio with you. Meaning what? Meaning like, what'd you do? Got. Did you bring back the bird? Yeah, the bird is in the studio. What do you want? What can we do for you, sir? What's your, where's your materials? You got any? No, like, no. no. Okay, thank you. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Retard, moron, jackass. All you have to say is, he's an asshole. Here's Palm Beach. Hello. Uncle Neil, not yes, only is the uh, blue cheese uh, excellent, but that uh, cedar salad also. Uh, Good stuff. Cedar. But is it, oh, all, the, is, it yeah. all, is it all real low carb, though? That's my point. Well, that's a little higher. I mean, it's plenty of good, huh? It's a little higher in carbs there. Well, see, I uh, happen to like blue cheese anyway, so the fact that I got two tablespoons, one gram, I mean, this is like dying and going to heaven. Oh, this stuff is delicious. Give me I a love nice it. Uh, shallot, got a big shallot there with a little tuna in it maybe and a couple of olives and a whole bunch of this stuff in it. Oh, it's excellent. Then and a little, uh, like radishes? Yeah. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny you mentioned the uh, the uh, olive oil because uh, we've used olive oil for uh, masturbation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and probably and on your rectum. Yeah, too, yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? Okay. All right. Yeah, I'd like to be a volunteer for a forced sterilization. Uh, we just had two callers right there. Uh huh. Sterilized. Okay. Anyway, that's okay. It. Hold on. Hold on. He's volunteering. Okay. One call left. And look at it. Look where it's from. Not one call in Dade. Not one in Broward. Not one in Palm Beach. Not one in Fort Myers. Here's Laguna Hills, California. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going, man? The worst. This is the worst week of my life, sir. Every moment that I'm sitting here, I wonder if it could be the last. You were talking about banks before, right? These are the de- Seriously, there must have been some kind of a seismic event that happened in this town, and they forgot to report it because the Oscars were on or something. This week, it's like this whole town has dried up and died. I'm serious, you, sir. Let me tell you a story about banks in California. You yeah. know the check system? The what? Check system. Which is what? It's pretty much like a, like a credit reporting deal for banks. Like if you have an NSF or something, whatever. Right, they yeah, right. I had an account that was $86. I paid it off, right? They reported me to check systems. I can't open a bank account anywhere for five years. I've seen people on there for a dollar. They were over a dollar. Yeah. I got reported. They can't open an account anywhere that uses check Well, systems. Vegas ain't that far. I'd move over there. That's where I'm going next. Excellent. Love you, Neil. Good luck, sir. Bye. Okay, here's our last call for callers today. We made it almost till 1230 today. Yesterday, not even that far. Oh, gee, not another exhibition ball game. Let's put a ball game on, okay? Let's put a ball game on and go to lunch. This crowd, man, I'm talking, you talk about out of material. Just now that I'm getting my energy back, I realize, maybe that's what it is. See, when you feel lethargic, you kind of fit in here, you know? You fit in with the landscape. But when you start feeling like a little bit alive and you look around you and you can smell the death, the decay, the drifters, they drifted in on some kind of a rubber. You got drifters, decadents, drug dealers, and dead people. That's what you got. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. The Bernstein guy, 
Well, Neil, I, I don't know. Am I a decadent? Uh, well, what, so what, what does that mean, the Bernstein? How many times did I beg you to call? You didn't well, go see Dr. Bernstein. Well, I don't just sit and uh, wait for you. You know, here, here I am. You got me. Uh, he's the greatest. You what called George I... off the air, and I begged you to go on the air and tell us, and you refused to do it, which, as far as I was concerned, was an act of insolence. <laughs> insolence? That's I mean, why, why would you tell us that you're going to go somewhere, and then uh, then when you get back, you don't want to talk about it? I don't get it. The only reason is because I don't think everybody is interested. Well, not everybody is interested in anything these people are talking about. What is that? I'm interested, okay? I'm interested. Forget about these people. We don't know what they're interested in yet. Okay, that's all I care about is you anyway. Well, how I don't was care about it? anybody else. It was wonderful. It was intense. It was uh three full days with this guy, one on one. And I'm not uh, talking you... about the sexual part, I'm talking about the health part. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The sensual part. No, I'm just kidding. The guy is amazing. The guy is a yeah, what uh, did he do for you? He's a type one diabetic and he's sixty six years old. That's I know just that. unheard of. Sir, I'm the one that read the book. Remember, I know all about that. What did he do for you? Put me on insulin. Even though I was making plenty of insulin, he put me on insulin. He took my blood sugars, which are consistently above 350. 350? Uh, yeah, consistently. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. And now they are, my target is 110 right now. He's got yeah. me at 120, 125, 121. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's a regimen of a bunch of shots every day. Shots when you get up, shots covering every meal, and adjustments. Yeah. Uh, that's basically it. I mean, the guy, uh, I get to eat pretty much what I want. And uh, you watch what you do. The guy's amazing. And I talk to him uh, for 15 minutes uh, once a week, and he yeah. makes he makes adjustments to the uh, makes adjustments to the protocol. But you can't do the fish food thing. You just you can't cover it. Of course uh, not. Well, I know. I yeah, I love you to death, but I don't think it's uh, it's the right that's program that's for that's you. It's not a program. It's called suicide eating that stuff. You can't do that. I know. All hey, these listen. people force feeding you uh, killer carbs. You can't do it. They're morons. They're idiots. How about the uh, ADA? They're still telling people. Forget, uh, forget about the ADA. They're murderers. They're they're, they're, they're killers. They're killers. I know. Right. That. Yeah, they're killers. But anyhow, this guy. Seems believe it or not, here's a true story. Do you know Dr. Atkins is a patient of this guy? Really? I swear. How do you like that? How do you like that? The guy is amazing. He lives mm -hmm. in a beautiful home in Mamera. His Mamera. diet is almost exactly only even more more restrictive than Atkins as far as uh, carbohydrates. And as you know, he says you never have to eat another piece of fruit in your life. He hasn't eaten a piece of fruit in 20 years. You don't have he to. Says, stay away from that fruit. And no exercise. It's not necessary. Right. Yeah, well, Don't look at me. me. Okay, well, listen, uh, keep it up. God bless you. Okay. See, I'm glad he didn't call before. Well, no, because, I mean, his thing is about the insulin shots, which is fine, but it has nothing to do with me. But this guy had saved his life. And by the way, you're welcome, sir. I saved your life. Guy's blood sugar was running 350. Boy. 5670560, pound 560 on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. You know how you usually talk about the illiteracy rate and uh, specific ethnic groups occasionally have a little trouble with the language? It's uh, gotten to the point now where some universities are having to teach speaking across the discipline. Did you catch that piece in the Sun Sentinel yesterday? No. They're, they're now saying that mall speak has invaded the schools where people can't speak more than five words at a time without saying you know and like and that sort well, that, of thing. That's nothing new. That's, that's older in the hills. That's been going on for a hundred years. Yeah, I know. Well, no. I mean, how about a college teaching, speaking across the disciplines? It's getting a little bit difficult. It's getting strange. Okay. Good luck to you. Get a new phone. Okay, one call left on the board. Okay, what can we play here between now and 2 o'clock? These guys got no material. It's not too bad, but it's a crap you usually put on here. 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line.
We need to have an investigation. Get Sherlock Holmes on the phone and have him come into town and see what's going on here. There's something really bad. Or maybe it's just this phone system because it's the whole radio station now, by the way. You notice that? Maybe it's our whole phone system. Maybe we've got a 1,000 people out there frantically dialing right now trying to call in, and they can't get through to QAM. you believe that? No. Of course not. Sounds good, though. And so I'd like the guy to call before about uh, Orlando Alzagari mispronounced, or he made a mistake. I called it the fourth quarter instead of the third period, whatever, and call the station about it. I mean, where are all the billboards? I'm a big believer in honesty, at least to a point. Where are the billboards in this town that say, I have no life. Come on. That's what they ought to have, those things on the polls. In fact, you assholes at Channel 4, since you're so worried about all of that crap, why not have big uh, on all the polls? Take away the commercial advertising and just have a little truth for all the tourists down here. Put up a big sign that says, I have no life. As if they haven't found that out already when they've been here more than five minutes. Yeah, I called up the station to complain. Yank it, baby. Time I always will remember Watching that first day watch episode Girls running along the beach Groups bouncing up and down together Oh, that's amusing But what I like most of all I like the songs and bucks and blondes and strings. Okay. I like the songs that show me everything. Wreck them. I like the songs that go right up the behind. Oh! I like the songs, I like the songs. Pamela, your song gets to work out. This got your two cheeks to a fold. Oh, yes, that Baywatch really pushes up my lever. For an A-man, what a sight to behold. I like the songs and bucks and blondes and strings. I like the songs that show me everything. Unbelievable. I like the songs that go right up the behind. I like the songs, I like the songs. By the way, with Passover approaching, I'm starting a new militant group called Jam, Jews Against Matzah. Huh? No, seriously, let's get rid of that crap, all right? Matzah is the garbage. Now, I do like the matzo pizza and lasagna. Do we have the matzo lasagna before or not? We'll be checking that out. When's he going to have that already? Hopefully in a few days. Come on, Jeff, get with it. Put that bitch down. I mean, uh, come on, get with the uh, program. So I have a fax here that is going to knock your socks off, mister, you especially. It is from a group of, now listen carefully, a group of concerned citizens. Not concerned, concerned citizens, Miami, Florida, with a phone number, no less. And it's written to Univision Network, Attention Administration, with an address in Miami, Administration Office. As a group of concerned Hispanics, Oy. we are ashamed about the manner in which Hispanic females are portrayed on the station. Our English-speaking male co-workers constantly describe Channel 23 as the Spanish Playboy Network. We do not understand why your station needs to degrade the Hispanic female in order to obtain high ratings. We feel that you have, uh, you do not have the image of this community in mind when your decisions are solely based on finances and ratings. 
Is that right? Yes. It is a shame that our Spanish-speaking youth have no other choice but to watch this shameful programming, and it is more outrageous when the female youth want to emulate many of your so-called stars. For example, are we to become a quaint... I'm reading this exactly the way it's written, okay? Like illiterate. Are we to are we to become acquaint with other parts of the world or with Vergara's breast and buttocks? Rectum. Are we to laugh with the pranks on Lente Loco or Odalis' constant sensuous movements at exposure of cleavage? Even premier Impacto's anchors have changed their wardrobe from traditional business wear to casual sexy wear. All right. We will not even discuss Sabado Gigante, Bienvenidos, Caliente, No Te Duermas, and the list goes on and on. I like Sabado Gigante. Oh, yeah. They forgot Porcel. Don't get porky with me, mister. It is very difficult for us as counselors to change the perception of the youth when the number of our Span uh, when the number one Spanish-speaking network supports and encourages the exploitation of the female body. Oh! Have we lost our values, our morals, and our commitment to the community for the mighty dollar? Yes. I hope this is not true. Desiring you to take action and recommend your your so-called stars to begin to cover up a little or schedule these programs at a later time. This is just the beginning of our campaign. We will continue to explore other avenues if we don't see any changes in this matter sincerely. Now, for some strange reason, there's no uh, signature on here. It just is a group of concerned citizens. Carbon copy, the FCC, County Commissioners, Channel 51, the Miami Herald, Diario Las Americas, and Fidel Castro, and everybody else. Huh? George Rodriguez, Jose Canseco, Pupi Campo, Desi Arnez, Pancho Gonzalez, Porfirio Ruborosa, Fulgencio Batista, Maricón Grandísimo, and there you go. On and on it goes. How do you like that? That's the only reason they get those That's big the only numbers. reason anybody watches that crap right. on Vainted Traces because they got all that uh, flesh on there. Even I like that uh, Sabado Gigante whenever I pop across it every now and then. That's right. Squirt, squirt. Pop right across it. you got to watch Caliente. Whatever you like, it's on there. they got naked chicks, naked guys, young guys. What's wrong with that? It's like MTV's uh, Spring Break all the time. A group of concerned citizens. Are we to become acquaint? Why not become acquaint with English language, okay? Why not get out of the back on a banana boat and stop trying to suppress and repress? This is always what goes on in this town. Why would they write that in English, by the way? Why not? Because they're a group of concerned citizens. I'm sure their executives uh, don't speak in English. Have you a vision? Si. Por qué? Don't get por qué with me. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Hey, Neil, did you see in the paper today about the old geezers that are going to try and take off the road by having them do uh, eye exams and hearing tests now? No, I did not see that. Oh! Great. It's in the, it's in the Herald. Get today. their ass off the road now before I leave today for Mommy's house. Get them off the road now. Thanks for the good news, sir. Look at that. Two calls left on the board after this unbelievable fax. You repressive banana boat people who know nothing about freedom. All those horny young Julios and then others, by the way, that's what they want to see. Don't you get it? Why do you think the only show that ever got a number besides MASH on Whammy was that damn uh, thing out there on the beach, tens and nines and eight and a halfs? That's the only show anybody ever watched. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I'm wondering, what does explore other avenues mean? Firebombs and uh, intimidation? Maybe. Probably. Who knows? Uh-huh. Only the shadow knows. Ask them. Ask the group of concerned citizens. Well, I always 
I always said we should probably just line the Dade Broward uh, border with explosives and just blast. And keep you in Dade, right? Okay, five six seven oh five. Well, he's in Dade. He's in Miami. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty. We're down to our last call. Here's Homestead. Hello. Hello, man. Yes, sir. What's up with them concerned Julio's in there, man? What the hell's going on? They like I've been young or something. We like seeing that. Like yeah. seeing flesh and ass. And uh-huh. Ass, right? And you know that, dog. You know that. T and A, B and D. A B C two. J A M A B C. B I C K two. Right. <laughs> hey, can I put a, a request, dude? Maybe. You, you remember like all them complaints you used to get, and them old people calling you and stuff. Uh-huh. Can, can you play uh-huh. that for me, though? Uh huh. Can I play that? Can I, how about I listen to the way these uh, phones are going? Now I can play every one of them. Well, go ahead, play them. Fill up the whole rest of the show. There you go. God bless you, sir. Hey, Neil. And don't forget forced sterilization. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. The most bizarre time. I mean, there been all through the uh, you know every kind of machination that's possible on these shows for uh, twenty three years in this town. And now all of a sudden we're like, uh, hey, there's something going on. We get you can smell it, you can feel it. Maybe Jeff High's got something to do with it. Here's a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Hey Neil, love your show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That, that, that fact you got similar to the one you received as far as the uh, airways W A Y S. Right. Anyway, just right. want to comment. Just want to comment on one thing. It seems that everyone who is not American always wants to pick on an ethnic group in which they don't belong to. If they would just try and make their ethnic group a little bit better, they could stop being made fun of. Meaning what? Meaning that the society we live in is uh, always picking on somebody else. Why? Why does everybody have to be part of an ethnic group? Why can't we be individuals? Why can't we be people? Why do we have to be professional spicks and professional <laughs> uh, whatever else? Okay. What just happened? See, I'm, I'm telling you, you can say all you want, all right? There's more. I had one the other day, guy got cut off in mid-sentence. This guy's on there, all of a sudden, like right in the middle of the, there's something going on with these phones, okay? I've been doing this a hundred years, boys and girls. And anybody that tells me that something ain't being potchkeyed around with our, on this whole radio station. But hey, don't confuse them because the program director is out to lunch. The engineer is out busy trying to recondition a 500-year-old cart machine with the heads all chewed up. You know, we can't be worried about that stuff. Just all you people out there, buy some advertising, pay your bills. You want to buy some Marlins baseball? No. What are you doing? What are you running around for? What was that all about? A uh, suspicion. That what? That somebody's using the uh, shared lines, and uh, guess what? Somebody is? Somebody's using the shared line. Because once we pick them up and put them on hold, the you light know, goes out on their phone. See, what did I tell you when we were downstairs? See, this is what I don't like. Not that we ought to be able to have our own, should have to have our own phone numbers. But people are potching around with a phone in the other room. One of three rooms. They all use, we, this is four. These, these are the on-the-air lines. Why should they be touching these lines in the other room? Because the lines are dark and the interns don't know that blah, blah, interns. blah. My ass! The interns are effing around with our phone? Well, they don't know that there are phones. Seriously, someday, I promise you, someday I'll work on a real radio station again. I'm, I'm telling you that right now. I just, they just made up my mind. Because this is, this is so far from being a real radio station. This is, a, this is a joke. This is an embarrassment. We're on the air in the middle of a call, and all of a sudden, uh, bleep, you know, because we've got some 10-year-old kid out there who's a jock sniffer who's uh, farting around with our phones. It's Dave! In Miami town. At 560 WQAM. 
Um, with all due respect, I just want to let you know that I was able to make contact with the SEC in Washington, D.C., and they said they're going to send me a information in a package. As far as making a formal complaint uh, about the Neil Rogers show and the format, and also was able to contact the Christian Coalition, Ralph Stores, and we might be able to organize a group of people that can call the sponsors and all the spots during the Neil Rogers show and complain and possibly let them know that uh, we will not be shopping in their stores as long as uh, the commercials are being ran during the Neil Rogers show, which is not a show, it's obscene and it's pretty disgusting. Now, all this can be avoided if you guys change your format, tone it down, no. ask that disgusting pig to stop talking about anal sex. No. So it's in your hands. Correct them. I feel that you guys are toning it down a little bit, then I will probably not go ahead and file a complaint. Otherwise, <clears throat> it's ready to go. Otherwise, <clears throat> it's a pig. Right. Okay, that sounded like a veiled threat from another good Christian. Concerned Christians, and that was how many months ago, and we're still here. Oh! Course, you notice we suffer from a real shortage of spots. Have you noticed that? <laughs> Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. See, I'm personally going to take charge of this phone thing because I want you to stop and think about this. If it's the same phone system we had before, it's the same numbers. Now the whole place has got these numbers, right? But if it's the same system, why would the lines be different up here than they were downstairs? Because they added more. Meaning what? What do you mean by that? Like, you know, when the, the big telephone room with all the wires, you know. You, you don't understand. When they add an extra line, the only thing, it, it rolls over to another line. But everything all. had to be totally And these, uh, and these you'll notice, don't, up here. will you listen to me? These don't roll over. I think what we have is like the old choke exchange thing. I think that's what we're dealing with here. It's No, seriously, it's been like this every day that we've been in this room. Every day. This is the seventh day. We are dealing with the choke exchange. There is something about the whole way that this phone system is set up now. And you, you sit here during the, when they're out, we see the phone calls they get in the morning show worse than this, non-existent. And when I'm here in the Humper yesterday on the air up there in Vieira, and he's saying, anybody interested in anything? I mean, like, uh, and then they got one mobile guy in there with a bad mobile phone, and he had to go, and that was the end of that. And that was it for like about 20 minutes. See the and you know something I'm glad I didn't buy a uh, a desk for Nimble Nuts over here down the hall. I'm glad I didn't buy him a desk because he is a pussy and he does nothing for us. All of these things are things that he should be involved in. I mean, if you come right down to me and say, "Who's running this place? Why are there people sitting around there? People we can't even identify farting around with our phone with the on-air phones in the other room because nobody is running this joint. They're just a bunch of bodies all over the place." Doing all of these things. Right. So what the hell do I need to buy him a goddamn? If he's too much of a pussy to demand his own desk, then let him sit there and, and like he's in kindergarten, which would be a good place for him, by the way. Wimp. See, everything always has to be reduced. You can never discuss with these people anything serious. It's always got to be, you know, with the elbow and joking around. Aha, uh -huh, yeah, I really uh, uh, am honored by the fact that you would uh, think about buying me. And let's let's start dealing with some things with, like, business. All of these things. Right, which I know is not in your vocabulary around here. Here's Hallandale. Hello. Hallandale. Yeah, hello. Yes. Yeah, why don't you talk about the time uh, when you were left? Why don't you talk about the time you were born 200 years ago, you old fart, you disgusting old fossil, you pathetic old... Sonny Rosenberg doing a caller. That's, a, that's what we're reduced to now, okay? 
you pathetic old piece of crap. Why don't you go up there and have some peas for lunch with my aunt up there in the, in the condo, okay? You pathetic old, old, old fossil, you. You're what's wrong with this town, sir. You and your ilk, you're all being put on a bus. We're all sending you to goddamn uh, Venice. And we're not talking Italy. Yeah, let's send the bus east to Venice, Italy. See how that flies. Five, seven, find a station that's more your uh, more your liking, okay? Turn on Uncle Mikey tomorrow morning. He's playing music from the 20s, the 1820s. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I interrupted myself before on that. You ought to hear the music he's playing. Oh, my God. I mean, stuff they stopped playing on. Stuff that makes Perry Como seem like uh, upbeat and current. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Kindle. Hello. How you doing, Neil? What's going on? Okay, sir. Question for you. I understand bitch complaining he gets ratings and so forth. You understand and, you know, what? I, I understand, you know, your style in the show, your bitching and complaining, you, you know, br- might bring ratings and so forth. I don't mind it most of the time, but no. let me ask you this. Uh what what real stations have you worked for? I mean, uh, I know you're always bitching about 560, but has there been one before? Or is it just they all suck pretty much? In other words, I just came, I just came on here. I've been on the air market 23 years. I just started here 14 months ago. Is that the idea? Uh, have you worked for one before that you actually didn't complain about? That I, that I didn't. What kind of a phone have you got, sir? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. See, they, again, no material, so let's now attack Neil. we got nothing else to say, so let's attack Neil. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? I'm uh, sitting here on my lunch break watching uh, a rapist. And i got news for you, by the way. IOD had its problems, but it was light years ahead of this place, even when Paxson owned it. But go ahead, sir. Hey, I'm sitting here uh, watching a rapist talking about how he's got to send troops over to Kosovo. Um, yeah, a rapist, uh-huh. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing, Neil? Six seconds of waiting for this caller. We got instant service today. Waiting for some real callers with real brains. I'm down here in Day County, Neil. Hello. Uh, and? Yeah, these people around here, they just don't understand your style. You know, you're, you're doing your thing. What do you mean they don't understand my style? I've been doing this for a hundred years. What, what, do we have to start explaining like I just came on here yesterday because we're in a different room or something? What are of, you people talking about? Of course not. What are not. you it's talking just, about? Your style is your style. And, and you're, what are they listening for? If they don't like it, what are they exactly. listening for? Why would anybody listen if they don't like it? I listen because to they're masochists. Exactly. I listen every day. And if you say something I don't agree with, it doesn't and Like I said, life. every time a substitute for having anything to say about anything is let's attack whoever the host is, okay? And especially Neil because yada, yada, fill in the blank. You know what I'm saying? they got no material. Well, and they're very irate over the fact that I've pointed out that this whole town is run dry. They have nothing going on in their lives because they're here maybe. I don't know. Nothing. Yeah, I get, let them listen to Brooke Daniels. In the there afternoon. you go. That, that's right up there, Ali. Let's, let them listen to the battling Brooke. That's more right up there, Ali. Find out how many big stations she's worked on in this market. Like Exxon and the mobile. Neil, can I make one request of you? Maybe. Yeah, I haven't heard the um, the Buffalo Bill with the plastic surgery. Could you play that? I haven't heard it in a while. The what? Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. He hasn't heard that in a while. Is that is that sad? Since yesterday, right? Today is Tuesday. Yesterday was Monday. Did we play yesterday? Uh-huh. Five six seven oh five sixty. But see, that's the other substitute. When you have no material, if you have, you know either attack the host or make a request, that's a substitute for material for having anything to say about anything. This is South Florida, baby. About anything. This fax that I just read here a few minutes ago. This should have had these phone lines blazing. Did it? No. A group of concerned citizens, repressive, banana boat-minded people. 
who believe in censorship and let's, uh, you know, we never met a fascist we didn't like. Boy, here's Plantation. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay. You're the funniest guy ever. In closing? Yeah, no call. No material. I'm the funniest guy ever. In closing? I'm, you know something? I'm gonna, I think we're gonna have the phone taken out of here. You know, even if I have to talk four hours every day. I was thinking about this yesterday after I left. Seriously. You people are the worst call. I mean, the listeners, I don't know, because I would never call a talk show myself anyway. But you figure in an area of four and a half million people, and having done this all these years, and having allegedly this big audience, and, you know, once upon a time, we actually had people calling who had something to say. <coughs> but you figure out of four and a half million people, after all, and, and why do I even waste my time, like the first 50 minutes this morning, going through all of these things? And, and remember the very first call I said, well, if I can just change gears for a minute, and you don't even remember what he was talking about, something inane. About the lemon law or something, something about buying his car with the, uh, the oil, his Hyundai, his little baby car. Little teeny baby car, Hyundai. I got to, when you can afford to buy a real car, sir, not a Hyundai, call me back and I'll talk to you, okay? I'm not saying a Corvette. I realize you'll never, we, we don't want you driving a Corvette. But like a real car, like maybe a Lumina, you know, when you can afford a Lumina. A Celica, we like Toyotas, we like Potamkin. You know, when you afford a real car, call us back, not with your Hyundai. Can you imagine how much it costs to change the oil in a Hyundai? What, about 75 cents? Yeah, that's, that's right. In fact, all you got to do is go down to certain parts of town. You can get, uh, you know, just squeeze somebody's nose. You get enough oil to stick in that, uh, that piece of crap. I don't want to say what parts of town. Here's a mobile in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Uh-huh, great. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. And back at you and have a nice uh, Pesach. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, you gotta understand you're dealing with a Moron. pretty uneducated, uh, populace. Which really? actually, <laughs> no. Which actually brings me to my next point. I wanted to talk about this judge that ruled that the NCAA cannot use, uh, minimum test scores on the SAT or the ACT now. <laughs> to, right. Uh, right. So, uh, to allow to, you know, screen out certain co uh, athletes uh, to go to college. So now all these colleges have to rely on now are their high school grades, which everybody knows that, uh, you know, these yeah. high school athletes get whatever the coach uh, Right, gets. that's right. It's all fixed. So it's So why do we have to have an NCAA? Why do we have to keep putting the illiterate people? Why can't we just have a special league, a special division for people who are great athletes but are morons, okay, and pay them, you know, pay them like as, uh, somewhere between amateurs and professionals and pay right. them a few bucks and then uh, stop lying and stop all the uh, hypocrisy of the NCAA. It's just exactly. like the uh, OIC. It's like the Olympic Committee, you know, with all their bribes and bullcrap. A minor league for all these sports. And right. From out of college. That's right. And, if, and you know something? And let's take all those uh, those uh, scholarships, those athletic scholarships, and let's make some academic scholarships with young right. people in the brain. There, there you, go. you go. And send some people to college that might actually do something besides jam of goddamn basketball in a hoop. Well, the judge's reasoning was that the tests were culturally biased, and therefore, yeah. uh, you know, so... You know, I guess because the test doesn't say, uh, you know. Just like all the people making uh, illegitimate babies. It's a cultural thing, I know. Okay, thanks for the good news, sir. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on a mobile one line. It's 1256 at QAM. You bigot, you racist, you, we, uh, we hate you. You're telling the truth, goddammit. <laughs> messing with our phones, Dan LaBastard, you jackass.
The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM Miami, Fort Lauderdale. It's the longest hour. The Herald Conspiracy is on here. Get me a cloth or towel. Dan Bastard from the Miami Herald is the one in there who's potsking around with our phone while we're on the air trying to do a goddamn show under desperate situation. Dan Bastard, that idiot, what's he doing in there? I believe it. I believe it. This is the guy, remember that wrote the most unctuous sports column in the history of this market after the Marlins won the World Series? Remember reading that shortly after we came back on the air. Oh, yeah, well, I'm a Cuban. That's why I was proud. Not because it was the Marlins, not because it was our local team, because Levon won the game and was the MVP, and Levon is Cuban. And they're, oh, I'm Cuban. After all, yeah, we're real impressed. Go eat, so, uh, go, go eat some, uh, you know, that horse meat. Get, on, get off our phone in there, you idiot. Should have known it was some asshole from the Herald. Here's Palm Beach Gardens. Hello. Palm Beach Gardens. Oh, God. Here's a mobile implantation. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you? Okay. Uh, I just wanted to congratulate the Rangers on their outstanding job against the Lightning last night. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully they'll keep up the work and uh, come down. Okay, thank you. Okay, 5670560 and Pond 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Neil. Yes, first sir. First of all, I'm sorry that you're having an awful, awful week. Yeah. Uh, on behalf of you the You sound platform. like part of the problem. You think so? Yeah, you sound like one of the one of the Cronuses. No, Cronuses. Actually, I'm laying down taking a nap after the lunch. Um, I'm surprised that nobody has talked about this war that we're about to get into for absolutely no reason at all whatsoever. Yeah. Uh huh. And why is that? Because they're slaughtering people, innocent people over there. We just ought to sit back and watch because they don't affect you. Yeah, let's worry about more about baseball games in Cuba. That's what we ought to be talking about. Something really that affects our lives. Five six seven oh five sixty in pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in uh, Sebring. Hello. 
Hi, Neil. How are you today? Okay, sir. I I moved up to Highlands County five years ago out of Pompano. Yeah. All the people I run into, gentleman that runs a radio station, a little country station in Sebring, was big claim to fame as he was your old roommate. My old roommate? John Meter. No, he wasn't my roommate. You said he worked at, an old, at a little radio station. Oh, in, in Ypsilanti, that's right. He was my roommate for about a week, yeah. yeah. He's John still got Meter. the same divot. He closed a hairpiece, too. Uh-huh. Now, how's Johnny doing? Good. He's a real gentleman. He's a real sweetheart. He's a good guy, guy yeah. Real sweetheart. He speaks highly of you. I wouldn't say he's a sweetheart, but he's a good guy. Yeah, he's just, uh, like I said, same He worked at Marshall, Michigan. He was the general manager in Marshall, Michigan at a radio station that doesn't exist anymore, WMRR. Well, he said the radio station, the, the office was in an apartment. He said there was a lady upstairs, and you used to love to play the national anthem early in the morning real loud. No, no, we used to, the engineer and I, Harvey <laughs> Reese, we used to go in there at night and play music. The speakers were on the ceiling, and she lived up above, and we just blasted them speakers. The speakers would be shaking. They'd be, uh, you know, and uh, she would she would start the vacuum cleaner. She'd start <laughs> vacuuming. She'd start knocking on the floor with her broom, anything to try to shut us up. It was great. Yeah, that's, that's, that, exactly you know, that's you when I started to learn to uh, despise old people when I was in Marshall, Michigan, <laughs> and I still do. Well, I had to share that with you. Keep it up. Say hi to Johnny. I will. All right. Thank you, Bill. Johnny Meter, there's a good guy. Oh! He through the years in his business. I met a few good people, 5 or 10, 20. Fine, then I came here to this station. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. We got some jackball from the Herald in there recording a show for ESPN Radio that we carry on a weekend. So he comes in here and diddles with our equipment. That, that's the kind of place this is. This is a stepchild place. Everybody and their brothers got their fingers in this joint. Or their fingers in their... Rectum. Like I said, I'm sure glad I didn't buy him any desk. Is there anybody in charge? No. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Great. Uh, listen, I called to see if you're giving anything away today. No. Hello. How about dial? Oh, and he's already got he's already got the phone turned up. Nice going there, sir. Boy, he's faster than I am for an old fart. He's already got the phone turned up, so we can hear the sound of his own crappy voice. The week Miami died. Just write it down in your calendars, boys and girls. You think it was the return to spring? It wasn't spring. It was the end of the world as we knew it in this town. This is the week your city, your county, your this part of the state, this tip of the peninsula died. And I'm sitting here worried about the goddamn phone. Who the hell am I kidding? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. I mean, I could, I could, I could get in the goddamn rubber room somewhere in a straitjacket and get better material. Just talking to myself, just mumbling under my breath. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Nine minutes after one at five sixty QM. Hank Goldberg from uh, the Lipton. The Lipton. Boy, <laughs> anybody got some iced tea? That was yeah. yeah. Lipton at two o'clock. Then we got the big fat Boogster. Six o'clock. Ed Kaplan tonight at ten. Yeah, I think this could be the last day we take any calls on this show. You know. And please don't tell me you you know that you listen to this show because you want to hear these asshole callers because I don't believe that anybody's that dumb. Like that last hour we did yesterday. I mean, would it, would anybody want to ever duplicate that again? No. In their life? No. No. All that was was a sad commentary on this town, not on me or on the show, or on, the, on any, even in the station. Sad, tragic. Even those cornices. How are the cornices doing, by the way? Oh. That's going to be a sitcom on Fox, by the way. The cornices. Oh. The American Cheese Council reminds you that everything tastes better with cheese. I hate 
broccoli, except when my mom melts cheddar cheese on top, then I even ask for seconds. Yes, there's nothing like cheese to make things taste terrific. I'm a sideshow geek in a circus, and I eat ground glass for a living. My secret? I top the shards with grated Parmesan. It tastes great, and the cheese helps to absorb the blood. That's right. Nothing tops things off like a big, sweaty glob of cheese. My husband likes me to, you know, do him, but I hate the taste, so I just wrap it in an individual slice of American cheese. It goes down easy, and that makes it easier to go down. Cheese makes everything taste better. So remember, don't forget your cheese. 114 at 560 QM. Here's our last call of the day. It's always fascinating to sit here and watch these uh, plink off like one at a time, like the Plinko game on The Price is Right. And you kind of wonder, are they like dropping off or are they, you know, maybe uh, somebody got a magic finger somewhere? You know, now I'm starting to get a little bit paranoid, especially knowing that the Miami Herald has got their finger in it. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. How yes, are you? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, I'm a pissed off Cuban after you have read that fact Cornus. that they have sent you. Yeah, Cornus. Um, I'll tell you. Cornus. Uh, you, what you Cornus. Re- You're a Cornus, sir. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Cornus. No, I just wanted to You're say You're a chronic regular, sir. You call 50,000 times a day, sir. You think I don't know that voice, even with a Julio sound? I know you. Eight million times a day, you and your two little boyfriends, okay? Maricones, maricones, maricones. They probably have macaroni, maricones and cheese for lunch every day, especially on Friday. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. I mean, you're so you're so distinctive. You stand out in the crowd, you know, like a guy that wears a pink gown to a uh, to a ball. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T is a corn. I told you right away, cornus. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello, mobile in Miami. Neil. Yes, sir. What's up? It's uh, Julio from Columbus High School. You see? You know what the problem is this week? And what is that? All the Julios are on spring break, and they're out partying all over the world. They can't call you. We never get any. We got only three Julios that call us, so we don't get any Julios. Only three? We got three cornices that call us every day. Neil, remember uh, when I called you and told you about the little voice box with the little sound? The what? The little voice box with the sound. When are we going to do that? With the Rexham? Loan me $50? That one? Okay, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Speak in English, pal. I have no idea what you're talking about. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Okay, sir. Good. couple questions for you. One, yes. I love listening to your show because I love the venom that comes out of you. There's got to be something about Miami that you like. Yeah, and? Anything, anything about Miami that you like. The weather. The weather. Okay, yeah. secondly, I know well, what you... Is it that you what is it that you like about Miami, sir? What do we got going here? I think the drug- uh, there's a lot to do down here. I'm from Michigan originally, and yeah. I know that uh, everybody and their brother wants to come to vacation down here. No, they don't. Not anymore. Not if they're smart. Well, there's a lot to do down here. Huh? There is a lot to do down here. Like what? Like go play well, golf? Well, in comparison to Little Town, USA, there's a lot of stuff to do down here. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm sure you'd I'm... agree, wouldn't you? No, I would not. Not with that, huh? the most boring places I've ever been in my life. <laughs> Second question. The place for where old people go out and play golf. Second, well, if you enjoy golf, that's a good place for golf, then. Second question for you. I yeah. know you uh, can appreciate good food, and I'm trying to find a decent place for lobster in... Uh, Anywhere in Broward County, if you have any suggestions, it'd be greatly appreciated. A place for lobster in Broward County? Well, there used to be a good place down 135th and Biscayne, the She Shanty, I remember several years ago. The, the She Shanty? Yeah, the She Shanty. Remember them? That was that was a uh, dump. The Sea Shanty? The Sea Shanty wasn't bad for lobster. That was like right across, was that where Rocky Graziani's used to be there? <laughs> it, it was, before your time. It used to be Rocky Graziani's Italian place. Well, what about up in the Broward area? Do you go know up, of anything? Go, go to Roots Chris. Get you a great lobster, great steak. 
That's what I wanted to know. Okay. Thank you very much. Five o'clock, they'll be open. Tell them I sent you. you get, uh, tell them rumors buying. Five, six, seven. And by the way, where can we get a good uh, cheeseburger? Five, six, seven, oh, five. I'm going to Vegas. Tell me where I get a good meal. Where's a good buffet in Vegas? Where's a good 7-Eleven over there? Where's a good Eckerd's out there? They got Eckerd's out there? Uh-huh. Uh, where's a good store? Where's a good Walgreens in, uh, in uh, Vegas? By the way, whatever happened to all that deal with National, I was talking to uh, Brian in sales this morning. He was a good guy, by the way. There's another one of our good guys. See, we got a few. And he was uh, telling me about wanting to go to Vegas in June. And he said, you go through a travel agent when you uh, do all your traveling, like uh, somebody local here? And I said, no. Well, he probably thought I was going to hook him up with Bob Lincoln. And I said, no. oh, you don't want to do that. I want. I mean, I do appreciate those books, Bob, and I sure appreciate uh, our good friend Richard uh, getting me on that great airline over to Europe now. But uh, do I want to hook him up with Bob Lincoln to get to Vegas? No. No, not after those trips. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Three things. Number one, the southbound Palmetto is another mess. Traffic's backed up. Stay away who from are, You know what you ought to do? Uh, get out of your car and uh, take a survey. Find out who those assholes are that drive on that Palmetto Expressway. Those people, are they got to be deported immediately. That's why I that passed, road is always a nightmare. I passed a lady driving 50 miles an hour in the left lane, and she had a French flag for the front license plate. There you go. Should, she should only drive home. There you number, go. Number two, I've been calling you for years. Your phones suck. At least half the time you get dropped or something happens. You know, there definitely, there's some kind of conspiracy going on. Yeah, there's a problem here. we got a real major problem, and our program director is there. And, in fact, our program director keeps trying to call George on the uh, on his phone in there, and George's phone is broken in there, so the conversations last about seven seconds, and they keep getting disconnected. And they will not give us stuff in here that works. That's the bottom line. They w- And people wonder, oh, you're bitching. Yeah, because yeah, why not give us stuff that works in here? You are not being paranoid about that. Number three, I'd like to vote for you never taking calls again, including this one. Okay. Only one. Okay. I'm serious. Tomorrow may be the day. Because this was, last week it started. You know, this week, yesterday and today, I mean, you got no material. You know, well, let's attack Neil. You're a racist. You're a mitochondria. You're a son of a bitch. You're a no, yeah, and, and we know all those things. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Like I said before, the facts we got from those concerned citizens about Channel Vainty Trace that alone. And, and what do we get? We get that cornice on there, that little curse on the human race with his two boyfriends that are sitting there rubbing each other raw. In fact, they got their own power tool. That's how they start those glory holes. They got their own personal power tool that they're drilling with. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I want to break a major story in your show, your station. Yeah. Uh, Tony Martin is going to sign with the Dolphins. Couldn't care less. Okay. Bye. Couldn't care less. Nobody cares. How about Tony Marvin from the Arthur Godfrey Show? Is he going to sign with the Dolphins? Uh-huh. Then we might care. And by the way, this sports station and all, and Dan Labaster and all you big sports writers, you big shots, did they ever get the Jimmy Johnson story right? No. No. Including all the experts on this station, did they ever get the fact? No. Will they ever get it? No. The real story about Wayne and Jimmy? No. And that whole deal about uh, how he uh, blackmailed Wayne? And... No. No. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, I am. Yeah. Listen, I just was listening to your show on the radio. On the pop up toaster? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, w- I want to talk about this um, stupid fax that you got today. Yeah. 
um, I sincerely doubt that it was from the Latin community because I'm a member of the Latin community, and we've now, had. What does that mean, the Latin community? Well, what, what does Puerto that mean? Rican, Cuban, Dominican. There's no such thing as the Latin community. All the groups you just mentioned hate each other like poison. Yeah, I know, I know, but there so, are those so, of so us what, who don't. So, what does that mean, the Latin community? What does that mean? People who are Latin. Anyway, yes. I, there, there are we people. Latin TV shows showing skin has been. Going on since I don't know Adam and Eve, let's say. Thank God, and, <laughs> and that's the only reason anybody would ever watch because the acting is so bad and the uh, all of it is so bad. So uh, bush league done, but nevertheless, people want to see naked flesh, right? Anyway, I think like that these, these people are like uh, idio and elevens Anglo feminists who just hate sexuality and things of that nature. They're what? Um, I think they're just idio Anglo feminists who just hate sexuality. Anglo's, huh? Well, so in other words, we don't have any repressive Latins in Dade County. Is that what oh, you're trying to say? Believe me, I was born from one. Yes. So, <laughs> so, what, so what are you saying in the middle of all this? No, no, what just, is it you're saying, sir? I just think that it was a bunch of people who are not from. They are who are not Latins. They are concerned. So that, you know, you're starting to sound like George now. You know, every time some uh, speak, does some aberrant thing. Oh no, it must have been uh, you know. Or every time some Cuban does aberrant. Oh, it's a Rican. You know, and all this bull crap. Why don't you face it, okay? Why don't you fess up to the fact that you love Batista, you like repression, freedom of speech means only when you believe we can say something, then it's freedom, et cetera, and so on. Right. Yeah, and 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless lines. Always somebody else. We didn't do it. The dog done it. The, that Anglo dog done it. And that guy was a Rican. No, he was not. He was talking he about was he was Brazilian. He had like a thick tongue. He was Brazilian. He couldn't say his eyes. He was, he was uh, dressed in drag, like all the Brazilians. Here's a lady mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Um, I realized that you were going to leave yesterday. You were I'm not back. going anywhere. I'm not <laughs> showing up every day. I take the check. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I know you were, like, going probably, but I was, I was you know, because you're so good I'm, and everybody would miss you. I'm so good, but the audience is getting worse and worse and you're worse. You're so mean. I'm what? You're so mean to them, though. They, and that's, they're probably being, afraid I, to call you. Am I being mean to you? No. Are we having a conversation? Yeah, but some of them are please, cut off so fast. Let me just say this. Because if they're boring or they're idiotic, I'm not going to keep them on the air. I know. A lot of them are idiots. If they got something to say, I'll listen. But you were the first one that told me about the French Canadians coming down. I couldn't believe they are the worst. <laughs> the scum of the earth. They're so cheap, and and their driving is the worst. Yeah, and all they know is we 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 we, we that's all they know. They're in a way they what don't care. What time of day is it? We, 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 that's all they know. Yeah. They cut in front of you constantly. Yeah. And they drive like, you know, Why do you miles. think the rest of the country wants to uh, cut Quebec out and just up there in Canada and just set it off into the ocean somewhere? I know. Up to the Arctic Circle. But the Latins, I mean, you know, they they really need to start speaking English, don't you? They think? need to start getting with the program. I mean, stop why are they to like, censor everybody like, and stop listening to all this uh, Castro stuff and worried about are the Orioles going to play a baseball game in Cuba? They ought to start getting with the goddamn program and start assimilating and stop eating all that horse meat and have a great I mean, day. So like wants, third generation. Have a great day. I got to go. She wants to start with bilingualism again. See what I mean about the women? Oh. You're so mean. No, I'm just tired of hearing that crap. Call up Sandy Payton. She likes that. Ask her how Ann Bishop's doing. Ask her if Ann Rectum. ever healed up. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. What's that? Oh, well, we know it's not. We know what it isn't. 
It's a bunch of CDs, but I don't think they're from uh, Tracy. No. No, no I know it's not from like them. them, huh? Maybe it's something we might want. Maybe it's something we might give away. No, no, never again. That's oh. a video. Oh, okay. Pornographic, I hope. Oh, maybe it's the uh, people from Concerned Citizens Naked. That might be what it is. <clears throat> One thirty at five sixty WQM. You are not for uh, not ready for prime time station for the nineties. We got muffled sparks. We got spots that are like feeding back through the board because we got ten-year-old kids putting. This is the only place I can imagine in the world where they would buy a piece of equipment like the audio vault or get a computer system to play spots on here to play commercials, and then they put in distorted stuff and they have two-year-old kids putting stuff in there who don't know their ass from your armpit, who wouldn't know a board if it was uh, in there deep in their rectum, you know. And we're hearing one more. You know what this is like? It's like taking us all the way back to the beginning after I thought they were making a little bit of progress. Remember that, those first weeks? And I'm the only one who seemed to care because these people are either tone deaf or they just don't give a crap. And we had all those muddy carts and muddy this. And, oh, we're getting the audio vault. See, if I were Greg Reed, I wouldn't be walking around with my uh, three-piece suit on like a big shot. I'd be walking around like hiding is what I would be doing, which he does a lot anyway. I'd be hiding. I wouldn't want I wouldn't want my name associated with this uh, product here. Associated with this swill. I just had our program director come here and stick his head in the cart machine. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. And it's still in there. Hello. Fort Lauderdale. Going once. Going twice. Better hurry up right. Better get with it. Hello? Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. I just stepped away from the phone. That's okay. So do we. <laughs> Listen, you know about the, these 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 all these guys that keep calling you up about this bridge. I got a little inside information about what about this bridge tender thing. Bridge tender? It's older than your grandma. I know, but I'm telling you, I I got a friend of mine that knows that guy that's calling you, and he actually he isn't calling us. He isn't that, that call was done like eight years ago, ten years ago. No, I'm saying these guys that keep calling up and wanting to hear it. Yeah. This guy actually does work at the 17th Street Causeway Bridge, and his story is that he's got some, like a lawsuit going against you, and that's the reason that you won't play it. Is that true? He doesn't have any lawsuit against anybody. There's something that you said about, like, you know, wrong, throw wrong, <laughs> wrong. We don't play it because, first of all, this guy isn't a bridge tender, number one. We just call him a bridge tender. That's number one. And number two, get a life. Is that incredible? Which one? It was piled up with the ones on the side. Over by the car machine downstairs. It might be on the uh, floor there. Which one? Which card? The bridge tender, the one that had the uh, excerpt where he says, well, I don't know about you, but you sound like, um, where is that? It had all kinds of X's on I mean, the label, you could see it from a million miles away. Another great benefit of moving up here to the third floor. Maybe it fell under the counter down there. Maybe it fell in your ass. One thirty-three at five sixty WQAM. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. 
Hey, Neil, how's See, I think this guy, he thought by saying that he was going to get me to play the bridge tender, which I'm not going to play it because we've heard it eight million times. Nobody wants to hear it. Yes, sir. I've never heard it, so I couldn't tell you. Good. You missed nothing. <laughs> I got older than uh, Moses. Two things to ask you. Yes, sir. This Kosovo thing, how do you think Sodom's dealing with it? Number two? Number two. If you don't have any callers, what are you going to have to talk about? Let me ask you something. Do I have plenty to talk about every day on this show? Well, the only thing I ever hear you really talking about is people calling and then you bitching at Okay, well, listen tomorrow. Did you hear the first hour? Did I take any calls the first 50 minutes today? No. No. See, and again, what are these people listening for? What are they listening for? Here's a mobile in Miami Lakes. Hello? Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah. My son talked me into watching wrestling with him last night, and I thought of you. You know why? Why is people that? People were holding up signs that said, whatever, Austin this or whatever that. I took him to a wrestling match here at the uh, the center about uh, three months ago. Yeah. Just before they came out or went on the air, of all the signs that they had there, and some of them were pretty nasty, the ones they kept confiscating were the ones calling different wrestlers gay. And I didn't think about it until last night, and I thought, wait a minute, Neil was saying last week that these guys were gay. And that must be why they were confiscating only the signs that said so-and-so is gay or so-and-so is queer or whatever. Yeah. So again, Neil is God. He knows it's it all. It's a bad thing. Well, any, anybody that can't tell that when one guy hops on the other one, when a guy gets down on all fours and puts his ass up in the air and the other guy mounts him, I mean, if I have, if we have to draw you a diagram, sir, then uh, God help us all. <laughs> uh, maybe because I, I wasn't and I... Have your kid take up golf, it. okay? That's a real manly pursuit. You know, the uh, the Scottish invented that, the ones that wear the kilts. Well, I don't know about you, but you sound like some stupid, idiotic jerk. Stupid, 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 idiotic jerk. So what's his point? Okay, we have an open line in uh, somewhere, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Vero Beach. Hello. Hey. <laughs> uh, Mirage. What is it? Mirage. Mirage what? You said you wanted a good place to eat in Vegas. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the eighteenth. <laughs> God, well, I don't know about you. Yeah, I know. Let Let's go to Naples. Hello. What up, Neil? How you doing, sir? All right. I think that caller was a mirage. That's possible. Yeah. I want to talk. I think this show this week has been a mirage. This has to be a, a figment of my imagination. No, thank God it's real, and that's why I'm that's why I'm calling. I want yeah. to talk about that butthead that left a message about uh, threatening you with the FCC and all that other crap. Yeah. Hey, buddy, if you don't like the show, don't listen. He loves it. He loves I it like every the month. show. I want to listen. He's squeezing. I don't want to hear He's your squeezing himself while he's listening. He's uh, what do you say? Bullcrap. He said bullcrap. He said bullcrap. You couldn't hear it. Well, you could hear it. I don't care. Five six seven oh five. Well, he just uh, got emotional. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. He don't want to hear people complaining. Like he said, it's a free country. And of course, that guy happened to be another one of yours, by the way. Oh, no, he was Colombian, I think. No, we like the Colombians. He was a uh, Peruvian. Well, I don't know any Peruvians, so you know we can't get them pissed off. Hello, I am a black female American, oh, boy. and I'm calling due to the fact that I am listening to 6:10 a.m. currently, oh, boy, and I do not appreciate the comments that are being made referring to black Americans. 
it is ridiculous that the way they are talking about people on welfare because there are more white people on welfare in America than blacks. There is more white trash out there. They're not trying to get jobs. They just want to lay around and have babies from black people. And I would appreciate it if you would stop making those horrendous comments because I'm sick and tired of it, and I will call my lawyers. Yeah. But you ever hear of an Anglo toe? Let's see. What is this? Uh, Stevie Tyler's ex uh, Wayne's and that's boring. Okay. I'm just looking at some faxes here, seeing if there's anything worthwhile, which I don't. I was just at Westland, and the Julio's calling you out in full force in the tea rooms, writing phone numbers on the wall and drilling glory, glory holes. Oh! All right. <laughs> it says those Julio boys will stick anything in their mouth. Oh! Okay. Yeah, they're busy over there at the uh, Penny's Tea Room. I think that's the one where they're doing most of the business, so I hear. I wanted to uh, give you the real thing here, Neil. The other night I watched a wrestling match. <laughs> men with sweaty cracks. They would try to grab each other's ass. All right. Wearing nothing more than a tiny G-strap. But when they rang the bell and the match was over, <laughs> I couldn't. Help but notice I had a big boner. I wanna be a wrestler. Okay. And have a man's crotch wrapped around my mouth. I wanna be a wrestler. Wrestler, wrestler. And feel pushing inside and out. Oh, I admit it seems a little gay. Stick my hand between another man's legs. But when I pull my hands away, I get to smell my fingers. You know that other than some time to train, you don't need to have much of a brain. As long as in the shower after you work out, you don't mind placing someone's balls in your mouth. I know that white cream can be messy and too smelly. That's why they like to rub that KY on their belly. Okay. I want to be a wrestler. Entertaining morons just like you. I want to be a wrestler. And maybe run for governor too. As long as it attracts a crowd, I don't mind going down. Rubbing pinkies in a scissor lock with some clumpy queer. Wreck them. Okay, it's 16. 16. Well, I had my finger on part of it. 16 till 2 at 560 WQM. So anyway, everybody's very impressed that I have a heads-up uh, display. Right? In my bet, that is. Yeah, Duff said he had one, too. I said, how about your car? No, not yet, he said. That was just before he took his head out of my cart machine. But at any rate, yeah, I got a heads-up uh, display in my new Corvette, which, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's okay. The car is great, though. Oh. Greg Nelson at Lou Backroad is God. Oh! What a guy, man. And goodbye to F.U. Bank forever, by the way. That poor Arab over there that got busted with the handcuffs and everything, he's not the only guy that hates those bastards. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. What is wrong with these people? Meaning what? They call in with all this crap. They give you a hard time. I used to listen to your show constantly. Now I'm in the office. I come back on the show. You got good stuff. Yeah. And then I go to put it on this baseball on the last two days. What kind of crap There was crap no baseball on. There was no baseball yesterday, sir. Yeah. There is no baseball today. 
there wasn't baseball on yesterday? No. Monday then? No, yesterday was Monday. Yesterday was Monday. Check the calendar. Last time I checked, Holy you're Matthew. thinking of Thursday and Friday. See, life is passing us oh, by yeah, so that, fast that this time. Thursday and Friday, and guess what? This Thursday again, we got another boring game. Oh! That's right. That nobody wants to hear. Anyway, thinking, you know, maybe you're thinking that yesterday Hank they sent all the way up there to Vieira to sit there in uh, the middle of that stupid ball game to do his show from a ball game, and we still don't know what the hell he was doing up there, and neither does he. No, they got to get the baseball off. You got to have your show constant. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah, like it. I like it. In fact, I'm I'm starting to push for 10:50 starts for the ball games. Yeah, don't let them give you a hard time. Hey, You're screw good. them, man. You tell it like it is. Thursday's payday, man. That's all I care about. Have a great day. I'll drive out in my brand new vet with my heads up display. Is that something about Buffalo in that trade they made by any chance? Let's see. Sabres got center Joey Juno. Who you now? It's Joey Juno, by the way. Juno used to be Joey Juno, but now it's Joey Juno and a third round draft pick for the. Uh, uh, now, who is that? Defenseman Alexei Tezikov? I never heard of him. Did you ever hear him? Some Samoruski. Never heard it. I watched the Sabres a lot. I never heard it. So he must be some uh, flunky and future considerations. And the Red Wings, we already told you, got Wendell Clark and a uh, sixth-round draft pick for a 99 for goalie Kevin Hodson and a 99-second-round pick. That's about it. And Tom Tursky went to, uh, where did he go? Calgary? That was last night. So there you go. Not not too exciting so far. Who'd the Leafs get anybody yet? No. Panthers? No. Anybody we care about? No. Damn it. Rangers sticking the joint out? Uh-huh. You notice how every time Gretzky, they had that uh, horrible streak. Gretzky gets injured, they started playing better. He comes back last night. Tampa blows him out 6-3 to three right there in Tampa. Oh! oh, my God, in front of about 80 uh, interested fans. Here's a lady mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. Neil. Yes, ma'am. First time, long time. All right. You are such a hoot, Neil. I, I love listening These to you. These people think that they're going to disturb my cartwheel. <laughs> they're, uh, they're dreaming. I'm having a time of my life. Neil, I have something to tell you that you asked about a long time ago. Yes, ma'am? Do you remember when um, no. we were going to the hockey game and um, the Jamaicans were having the soccer match? No, do I remember? Yeah, <laughs> Oh, do I ever. <laughs> and you asked if anyone knew how many Jamaicans there were in the United States. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, by the way, it's funny you mention this because we're going to be smoking some good Jamaican weed on the air tomorrow during the show. But anyways, my point is, um, I read in the paper, and this was a while ago, so it's probably changed, but that the total population of Jamaica, whatever that is, 200. One, one sixth of them are here. <laughs> oh, my so, God. One so sixth of all the Jamaicans in the world are here? Yes, sir. Oh, my God. So, well, I guess they, they had to bring a lot more in to keep the weed supply up on South Beach. Had to do something, Neil. Yeah, I wonder who they brought in to bring the steroids in. <laughs> I don't know, but listen, it was you're great. Keep it up, okay? Okay, thanks, sweetheart. All right. Okay, and watch out for that jerk pork. <laughs> okay, see ya. Hey, yeah, jerk pork, man, jerk chicken, jerk pork, jerk this, jerk off. You know, that's the Jamaicans, man, right? Yeah, man. That's the Jamaican effing way. They're okay. They just mind their own business. They, you know, they leave everybody alone, right? You don't mess with them. They don't mess with you. They're out there doing their thing, just like the Haitians. They're sewing baseballs. Cubans, though, we got a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit of a problem, don't we, George? Huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, we got a little bit of a problem. We got some of those old stuffy right wingers. You know, they need to go back, straighten everything out down there. You know, bring back Batista, bring back the good old days, bring back uh, Meyer Lansky and uh, all the good uh, casinos down there. Santos Traficante. The hotel's here. That's right. They're beautiful. It's 11 before 2 at 560 WQAM. Stupid, stupid, stupid idiot. 
Exactly. 